welcome to the 1-1. One, one. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 152 is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. It's our northerly stakes day edition of your West Australian Racing Podcast. And uh, we're here at 1-1 one, one HQ alongside the Perth Racing Guru and our guest, Latham Anderson. G'day, fellas. G'day, BJ. Terry. G'day, guys. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. On a bit of a bit of a high from last night. Yeah, absolutely. It's the only winning thing that I've felt in the last <laughs> couple of months. So, <laughs> hey, join the yeah, join the, the um, join the club. How about it? Did you give us any any chance against the Argies in? Uh- no, I sent to BJ off here. I didn't think we'd score a goal to be honest. This mm-hmm. tournament, so they've they've won me over. That's How for sure. Is it that we've led in all three games at some point in time, and it's only goal difference which has kept us off the. Uh, the top of the table that would have been something i don't know who was up watching it and following the other game at the same time but if we drew because we were under the impression france had beat tunisia right? or just draw at least um if we drew that was enough if that occurred so we're sort of like 85th minute onwards 80th minute onwards we're sort of watching the other game the scores as they're popping through and um <clears throat> france actually equalized in injury time to say we did concede one late we would have thought we're through we're yeah sweet and then it got turned over on var like that yeah. would have been any time that would have been like a yeah that would have been like the protest being dismissed when you get purposely whipped over the head <laughs> straight bastard <laughs> type thing but anyway we, we got this one up and now we've just got to knock over the Argies I reckon they're, they're, they look slow yeah <laughs> they look slow I think he's past what's his name Lionel he looks past yeah, he, Lionel, Lionel Richie yeah he looks he's past. not getting past Harry Sutar that's nah, no sure. one's getting past Harry Sutar <laughs> not 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 seven foot Sutar yeah <laughs> no nah, good on the Socceroos that was tremendous stuff last night a bit bleary eyed this morning are we or are we all good yeah running on fumes but yeah. that's all right yeah. ditto how are we now that December has begun and November has finished? Are we have we had enough of November, Terry? Yeah, November can absolutely fist itself. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm um yeah that month is just I just you couldn't think of a more fitting way to finish that month than back in Glasgow, girl. Um, in the last yesterday, the you last race of the more, month, you could not have just have a more fitting way to finish. What well, was just. Yeah, it was an absolute, absolute dog's ball of a month. And we're all speakers. I think everyone's had a, a reasonably tough month um, that I've spoke to. Jay Rooney's back in all the winners, though. But um, <laughs> I think, yeah, it was, taxes. A, it was. It was a, it was a tough November. How did you go, Lath? Yeah, same for me. Really rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I times not usually. It's usually a good time. Yeah, exactly. Time. I thought I'd open up the shoulders too. So me it's too. Hurt me even a little bit more than usually. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I spoke to Jared. Does all my data, and we'd realise November and December are my two best months traditionally. Like that's six, seven, eight years of data. Yeah. Um. So I thought, yeah, you know what, you know what, bring that. They've brought the field in. I'm going to try and just play aerial from here on. And, um, <laughs> unfortunately, all I kept on doing was top edging it straight in the air, and the keeper didn't put one down. So, um. <laughs> Do you know what December's going to be? Better than November. And that's not going to be fucking hard. <laughs> exactly. It's only <laughs> up from The you. bar is very fucking low. <laughs> yeah. What about just backtracking late to Winterbottom Stakes Day last Saturday if we do want to have a quick review? Yeah. Um, the Blue Jackets, good often, they just uh, they zapped us, didn't they? Uh, for all the – everyone who was on kissing all four cheeks, whether it was early or late, um, big money on the day for the mayor. Looked home and then – B. Mallam and Polelli just uh, grew, sprouted wings late and got us on the line. Um, James Cummings, 
too good. They're just too good again, aren't they? I mean, yeah. His his preparation, Melbourne prep, basically fell apart after he won that race at, at Caulfield. Looked like he was on track. Started favourite the Manicado, heavy track, no good. Over race with the blinkers on in the um, champion sprint. So. It's very but, hard to back a horse like that, travelling across the I country, know. coming off two. Fair enough excuses, but A, you have to forgive those. B, you've got the gate, and C... It was the second stringer in a way too. I mean, Valana was the, no, was just, the market elect from exactly. the stable. Uh, $8 to $13, like... In the end, the barrier... Yeah. If, if it drew barrier one, it doesn't win the race. Yes. That's the funny thing about it. Like, the race was... As soon as Indian Pacific crossed and found the fence and Massimo was in the breeze, you're like, oh, dear, mm. the winner's going to come from near last year. I'd suggest and the winner's going to be very central. It was probably a real shame for um, – it's funny. We've we've spoke about how well Paddy Carberry rides um, anything in the Amelia Park colours, but it's probably the first time he's got caught in a bit of no man's land with Amelia's jewel. And it's the same thing with Elite Street. So our two gun – Sitting sprinters because this will test is obviously flooded home around third, but our two gun get back runners uh, for both or sort of had torrid times in a race that was perfectly set up for both of them if yeah. they just yeah. get that you know that exactly. usual racing pattern. So, um, but yeah, this will test you something something else, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That she was. Uh, I missed the first six hundred because I was on me now. I genuinely did. I missed the first six hundred. Yeah. As soon as she missed the kick, I just went down. What made matches. it more sick was the post um, interview from. Lucy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't, you uh, couldn't make say, that up, honestly. Look, nah, yeah, mate, you couldn't make up half the stuff that's happened in November, honestly. Yeah. You just could not make it so much of it up. But so where does she, if she does jump, where do you think she lands? That's the thing. You, you can make a case for the fact if she gets caught mm. deep, she gets gassed and um, she doesn't run there, but you can also make a case for she She's probably following Red Yeah, and they weren't, they weren't desperate to be in the first three or four. That's no. the thing. They were happy to be where they were. So she lands – first half but maybe sort of back into the first half maybe so six, seven. Fire, like that. exactly yeah. right and she gets it back she gets a head start on them. i think the way she was going she would have been pretty hard to beat but who knows she might have got planted deep and and not run a hole and the fact she's missed the kick has the reason she ran a place so it was yeah. interesting how Pulelli sort of flew under the radar a touch because of the valana situation and and the um i guess the campaign that he'd already already had but had been placed in the TJ Smith at Group One level, and I think it was a Doom in Ten Thousand at Group One level as well. So yeah, and if you go back through his record as a two and three year old, he's a bloody good horse. Yeah, and you just at the end of the twelve hundred on Saturday, you could tell him being a dynamite twelve hundred meter horse, and maybe kissing all four cheeks being more of a fourteen hundred meter horse. Just that, just that brilliance late mm, over yeah. the final 200 well, they've meters they've sent him home because yeah. they don't think you'll get the 14 well they yeah. don't, they're not bullish on that so the the gold rush to me is looking like the race of the carnival i did a sort of a quick um rushed sort of little thought process field just to see if there's any future value and i was like there's no way just because it's just it's so deep like if they're trying to go there with a horse like titan blinders as a 97 rate i don't think they're going to get in really but like, oh, i don't think so like it looks just it looks so deep because you've got obviously a few of them are coming back from the um from the from the railway and then you've got a few of them stepping up from the well lots of so the railway runners them. would be resort man and comfort me those type of horses yeah. yes yeah 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 so just yeah it looks an absolute um did you get a commentary obviously is the the other did Alana, you they're the two that did you get a three-year-old in the um in the gold rush by any chance well i i didn't i haven't actually spoke to luke i was gonna ask him about what laced up heels the yeah. plan was with laced up heels because yeah. i mean he's got to be looking at the fact that uh, Amelia's Jewel is going to start a new favourite in a Group One, mm. thinking, "On Oz, better than her." I got a couple of kilos off her, but we beat her on our on our merits. So I yeah. presume she's um, just had enough this campaign, otherwise, because I doubt he would have put her away if she was still okay and there was Group Ones on offer. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Can't wait. It's, it's a great. 
a great addition to the carnival this mm. uh, this last race. So um, that that'll be um, <clears throat> next week's edition. But just a quick shout out to Marachino Wait. Uh, incredible stuff. Um, wins the Skyhill Cup. What does he do now? Does he go to a Ted Van Hems? Does he push onto a Perth Cup and try to win yeah. with top weight? Probably has to, doesn't he? Um, you do, yeah. Lou Luciani, incredible trainer for decades now. I was so. going to say with Maricino, yeah. like th- this will sound like a pop at Jason Whiting, but it's not a pop at Jason Whiting. It's just facts, looking yeah. at the horses. It's just facts. Yeah. It's, it's one that's maiden, I think, with Jace. Uh, he's been on the majority of its career. He hasn't won another race on it, mm. and it's won eight or nine more since. And it's just every time he's not on, the horse just improves five, four, five. It just, they don't get well. Like Whiting and Maricino, they just don't, the horse doesn't respond to his style of riding. And they've just persisted and persisted and persisted. Like Maricino could have potentially been anything. Like they've just stuck with a jockey who the horse doesn't um, respond to. So it'd be fascinating to see what they do going forward. Obviously, they could have put Whiting on um, and they've realized and they actually put Turner on out of uh, choice. But um, the way Maricino's racing, yeah, you've got to, and the rating it's getting up to and the, what's available over mm. here. Like you look at a Strickland maybe um, over the 2000 or the, what's the 1800? You got the Roma. No, Roma goes to the Strickland. I don't think it's not the Roma. Uh, the Hyperion. He's not winning a Hyperion, yeah. I don't think. So, yeah, it's probably time to go East, I reckon. Have yeah, a look. Have a, a pop. He's a tough bugger. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to get past. Tough as old boots. I mean, yeah. Pure devotion went well, though. Led, led them up in a railway, quick back up and wins the scale. Good. Good all-round performance. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's a like, tough horse, though. The seven days can be a real yeah. positive, you know? So, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, retrospect's a powerful tool, but um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change my pure devotion, but that's the thing. I wouldn't change it. It just went – it just could not handle my money. It just, <laughs> you, can actually see, you can actually see it in the saddle cloth. See, looking closely, you can see my money in the saddle cloth. <laughs> it just yeah. weighed down my lead. So I said it carried 54. It actually had like 107 uh, kilos, so it's not super considering. You I know? want to get your take on this too because we've spoken about it during the week, but Santorio and all the Kingsmen, Cornell and mm. the Lestia Classic, they were coming out of – they both they finished third and fourth respectively in the WA Guineas. Um, and then they Quinella the Lestia Classic 1400 metres on Saturday and Santoria rounds out a quite a remarkable two and three odd career so far. Um, Terry, do you think that they've missed a trick both camps by not potentially pushing on to the 1800 of the Northerly? Well, I've uh, you know that I think they've missed a trick because I carried on to you the other day about yeah. it. I think they've absolutely cooked it. Absolutely cooked it. Apparently, one of the camps didn't even look at it. Didn't mm. even consider it as an option. Like you've got bad wolves in there. You've only got a fifteen horse field. No emergencies. So you're in the race. No worries. The worst part for both of them is they can both lead. And you've got no leaders in the race. Mm, you're yeah. carrying fifty two kilos in a group one. I reckon you're going around ten bucks, fifteen bucks in a group one. You're a live chance. And if we get last time was at six meters, it was really on speed. If we get that type of day, Amelia's Jewels in traffic, Cascadians dead last. Like it was a really thin railway field. I. Oh, I just think they've absolutely. Well, it's a, it's a thin northerly. It's a thin northerly. It's a horrible really? northerly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really, really poor after those top two. You got yeah. two potential stars. Well, well I don't one, think it's poor star. after those top two, but I mean, I think um, I think the railways the railways rated really poorly. That's the main reason, I yeah. guess. I guess in that sense, we've only got one raider. So yeah. Steinem just looks like a battler. Looking at the um, I just I can only judge those horses on the figures. Yeah, and it's figures only because it, it was the way looking at the speed up initially. I thought, geez, if this goes all right, and if this has got reasonable figures, that might be the way I go here. Yeah. Mm. Just for facing a race on speed, just think it so it was so far inferior of Cascadian, like so far like three yeah. or four lengths. So. Yeah, that's true. But that Mar and Eustace, they're uh, <laughs> they're not useless. Yeah, they're pretty they're, not they're, they're definitely not useless. They are. Uh, Incredible. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting, isn't it? The um, they chose to go the three odd route, and 
yeah, this is this is an op- this was an option there um, for the taking in some respects. But um, last thing in our recap from last Saturday, Laith Terry, just wanted to see your points of view on the two late drifters who both saluted. So it was I think it was almost in consecutive races. Uh, bit of merit and Velvet Queen. Bit of merit. I think when we we're doing the show last week, Terry was. Three around two seventy, two seventy, three, yeah, yeah, three dollar mark, um, five fifty betfair, I think, something like that, and um, the Velvet Queen was five fifty betfair as well, uh, late. So uh, interesting couple of um, adjustments mm. in, late in betting on Saturday, and they they both duly saluted. Yeah, exactly right. You don't um, betfair doesn't always know so uh yeah unfortunately I, I marked them both about those prices so and i was being pretty defensive but even i didn't save on either but when they got out to those i thought geez this is actually now well, getting to an yeah where you go well hang on because it's funny they were my only two winners for the day just purely on price well there you go yeah. see that's that's smart that just could have sort of swallow you go hang on i was potentially taking this on at the 270 and now we're talking yeah as i said north of five dollars like that's yeah, the beauty yeah. of Betfair in a way, isn't it? Yeah, like 100%. You just sort of hang, bit of, hang around and wait and see how it shakes out. And it's nice you know, if you do like – say you did like yeah. the Merit. It's always nice when they go up a shit price and you don't have to think about it. But if they go up like a middling price, say a bit of Merit went up 370 and you said you were 340 from memory roughly, mm. you're going – is the money going to come? Do I have to take the three seventy? You know, it's a real middling sort of. Oh, it could come, but doesn't come. It starts four fifty, and I've left eighty cents in the bank. So the fact it went up so short, you're like, well, I'll just wait. Mm, like it's yeah. not going to start shorter than two seventy. Like surely not. So yeah, it was probably a, a positive that it went up so short. Fair mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Well, uh, I just wasn't smart enough to take a risk. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll get cracking on our Northerly Stakes Day preview. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Northerly Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and Latham Anderson. We're teaming up to record episode 152 of the 1 1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is just before 11 a.m. on Thursday, the 1st of December. Thankfully, November is done we've got a bunbury at northern today ascot and esperance on saturday that'll warm the heart terry esperance on a saturday mm. and our first pinjara meeting since august 18 on sunday so we're racing back in the peel region this sunday and don't forget bj to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market city meets Get out stakes competition, and we've had a late scratching mm. for the uh, the carrying hotel mastermind comp. Jordan Turner's a, a late out, but he will be available next week. So we were going to scramble for a grudge match. We thought, you know what, we'll just keep everyone waiting. We'll keep everyone waiting. So we're going to have a uh, a week off. Uh, off the mastermind. I wish I had something ready to go. I was going to give you guys a head-to-head, but i got nothing, <laughs> I got nothing in my mind. But uh, next week we'll have uh, – who is it? Sam White? Sam White Sam White. Jordan Turner. The yes. Sam White rule and yeah. uh, and and Jordan Turner. So. We tried to get uh, Luke Knight late for a King's Revenge, uh, but uh, – You're big on your King's Revenge this morning, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, does anyone remember this? I've, I've never, ever heard of King's Revenge. <laughs> Oh, if you're uh, if you're a backyard cougar, I reckon Deck, you know, Deck and Chemery would have. He loved his backyard cougar. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, Deck and help us out. Yeah, he uh, would have been a, <laughs> a sook too. I reckon big edge to first slip and would say he didn't hit it. Yeah, that's my guess. <laughs> Come on, and, Deck. Um, so Luke was un, uh, unavailable, but yeah, so we're scrambling around. Unfortunately, we couldn't get anyone in at the uh, at the last minute, so we'll, we'll hold over 
our mastermind until next week and it'll be Jordan Turner taking on a challenger in Sam White, a previous um, WA Racing mastermind is Sam as well, the great man. Um, the wonderful world of Betfair. We just spoke about Betfair in our Winterbottom Stakes Day recap and uh, um, bet that's betfair.com.au. Terry? What's uh, when's your preview going up? Everyone's everyone's waiting. They're refreshing. Nah, well, you don't they're, want it at the moment. They're refreshing. They're on the hub. They want to know what's going on. <laughs> I I wouldn't be following my my tips at the moment. So um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that as well. You follow people when they're in form, and I'm horribly out of form. So <laughs> I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be following him in at the moment. But uh, the preview will be up uh, Friday if you want everything you can lay. That's, <laughs> that's the best part about Betfair. You just jump on, grab me tips, and uh, you hit the pink button. <laughs> Party's on. Off we go. So. <laughs> I, uh, I, think, I think people like like just reading the nah, so do I, lead, I, lead, I do too. reading the guru's stuff. Yeah, no, so. I like reading Scotty's and Lathes and even when people aren't going so well, and you, you get little bits and pieces out of it, or you see something they say and you go, I disagree with that, and you, yeah, you put all the pieces together. And I, um, we're we're really lucky at the moment with the quality of content we have um, in WR Racing, I reckon. So we better ask. What, what about you? where can people find your stuff, Lathe? What's uh, what's happening in uh, Lathe's uh, mail? <laughs> it's a bit quiet at the moment, but yeah, <laughs> Lathe's mail on Mate, Facebook. You're on the you're on the one 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 mate just let them know <laughs> and instagram yeah if you just look up latho's mail on social media should come across it that's um yeah, we, nah, taking a little break from that terry and i like we're a bit negative aren't we today terry, you just feel <laughs> it it's, it, it just grinds down on you like it's actually yeah it just grinds down well, on you after I all but tried yeah. to be a hero on placid arc day and tip the card and didn't back a winner so yeah that sounds <laughs> that sounds familiar <laughs> uh terry and i just just discovered late that you are, uh, you've got a, you're part of the tipping panel on, uh, on mm. the ta- in uh, tab form. Is that right? Yeah, just doing a little gig for tab, uh, yeah, tab touch in the newspaper. So yeah. yeah, a little column next to Ernie Manning and Jay Rooney. But um, the big dogs. But yeah, I wouldn't be looking there to be honest. Yeah, hundred percent. As a young fellow, I reckon going into the tab, I'd always have a look at what the three blokes tips like listed in there. And I always, uh, yeah, I always I'd love to do that. Like, I wish I was my name up there one day. Was, like, when I'm talking, <laughs> when I was like eighteen. So that's awesome. I reckon that's that's absolutely brilliant. It's very old school. It's yeah, like the it is. old fucking yeah. tab guide. My dad loves $2. it. Two dollars twenty. Sure. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I'm sure he would. <laughs> the old two bucks twenty down there, and you get the big the horse on the front. My old man used to have a rule: oh, the horse on the front, that page that never wins. Never wins. You can't win, you can't, win if you can't win if you're on the front page. I remember we were in uh, – this is a shit story, but I'm telling it now. But we were in um, Singapore. We got a trip through. I used to own a couple of Dunlops. And uh, we had a trip and we went there. And obviously, you go to Singapore and most people go to the shops or go do some sightseeing. We just, we just went to a taxi and said, horse racing. Where horse racing? He goes, oh, I'll take you. So, he took us to um, – to the track and, and there Crangy. was no horse. Yeah, Crown. I think it was Crangy actually. Yeah. And there was no um, horses. We're going, where are the horses? And they go, no, this is the only place you can bet. And we're like, oh, jeery, mate. So they got all the things up and everything anyway. And we really liked this horse called Talk to the Walls, one of my favourites back in the day. And um, we were very confused how to have a bet. And we tried to have, I think we tried to have a couple hundred each way over the, the tote pool there, right? And it's run second or third home beat us that day, right? We ran a place. It was about 450 a hole across the totes or whatever, right? <laughs> and over there, they have little publications. And the one horse that they done a feature on, even though it was 15 to 1, was Talk to the Wall, all right? <laughs> and it was in their, their main publication. So I've gone up there. And as I say, we had 200 each way. So we've gone up and we thought we'll probably get 800 whatever back, okay? Roughly that much back. We got our 200 back because the place started $1 flat. <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't make a cent on them. So we lost our win dividend and didn't make anything on the place dividend. We just got our money back because apparently everyone just backs whatever horse is in the little publication. So fuck me. As I said, it was a poor story. And I apologize for wasting everyone's time, but there you go. Was that Ike? 
It would have been Ike, yeah. Talk to the Wall? Yeah. Ike. One of my favourites. Hom. That sounds like a, a George Daly horse. Was that, was that right? Hom? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it might have been a George yeah, Daly horse. Big unit. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, good on you, Laith. Um, so, but no, no doubt we'll be seeing more and more of, uh, of Laith and Anderson on in the uh, WA racing landscape moving forward. But let's get moving on our Northerly Stakes Day preview. First things f- first, we'll do the Ascot Track Report brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial water wisely with Witten's. Terry. Six metres. Six metres. Um, I didn't win the MSWA lottery either, by the way, in November, which is flattening. Like, Nicola, <laughs> a partner, bought a ticket. She just thought – she genuinely thought it was all over. Like, you buy a ticket, you spend 100 bucks for the ticket. Like, yeah, it's all over. So, she genuinely I, couldn't believe it. I can see why you and Nicola <laughs> <Yeah>. are together. <laughs> <laughs> she could not believe it that we did not – that we didn't get up. And I said – I said, Purist was a better chance two years ago. Um <laughs> <laughs> Witten's track. Oh, I, I said this morning um, yeah, that giddy, giddy up with Gareth and giddy up with Gareth and Pistol. Mm-hmm. I said this morning um, that oh, I don't want to have too much of a stab. But last time they raced at six meters, it was probably the most on pace day of the season. So mm-hmm. that's one thing to look at. Um, it's going to be hotter. It's going to be twenty nine, but we've got a bit of a southwesterly kicking in. So on speed early, it might fare up as the day goes on, as the field gets bigger. But I, I am mindful that we might get an on pace day, and I'm going to go into it. With that, with that mindset, it's more, it's more likely we get an on pace than off pace day, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. I was just looking at the last two meetings. Sixteen of the last eighteen winners have all settled first half of the field or better. Sixteen, of, yeah, right. The only two yep. to break it were laced up heels and tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade, you could also argue, settled midfield. Just got I was going to say shuffled back. Where did it, what did it pull it out of when it won the race? What's that? Sorry, have you heard the yeah, play? The call. What happened in that? What happened to Darren in the in the? That's that's on the wildest call I've heard. <laughs> tricks of the trade pulls it out of his tricks of the oh, trade. Oh, the railway call. Hey? Yeah, wasn't his best, was it? What? What? <laughs> he said what? tricks of the trade about five times. Yeah, in a row too. it's a real. I think he just wanted to like show everyone that he can. Like it's a bit of a tongue twister, and he just says, "Nah, no worries. Watch this. Tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade." Yeah. Yeah. No, there's going to be a big call, I reckon. When um, yeah, for the northerly, there'll be a big call. You make up for it. Yeah, I just wanted to t- um, mention about the irrigation last week. So they put sixty-two mil of water on Ascot last Saturday, and I'm remembering remember messaging Terry, sorry, <clears throat> said last Saturday morning and because the track after 8 a.m. was still a soft five. So interesting that they put so much water on it last Saturday um, and the track sort of, yeah, it just felt like it just had a bit more bit more juice in it and it started off a soft, soft five and then was upgraded to a good four. And I wonder whether um, that they're, that they're going to be putting more water on it um, as the season has progressed because perhaps it was a touch on the hard side to kick off the season. So I noticed that the um, the Saturday track at the moment is also rated a soft five. So perhaps in the lead up to the Saturday, on the Saturday morning, Brock is going to be trying to ensure it's on the, the five side of four. And then as the day warms and, and that, that we, by the time race one kicks around, it's a four. So interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Pete Anthony, it's the man I consider the, the best track big guru in regards to lanes and knowing where's playing best and blah, blah, blah. He reckons it's been, you were saying this morning, he reckons it's been playing um, basically a good, good three, three yeah. this season, which is, um mm. yeah, which is fascinating. So I don't 
mine. Like I, I think I am missing to a degree just that hard Ascot rails good trust like and sort of when you're having a little tougher patch, like just speed map a couple of horses. Like this should be out in front each way. This should, you know. But I feel like it's hard to trust that at the moment, just for the fact we are getting some dodgy inside lanes and, and things yeah. like that. So it's a just added variables which well you can't quantify them. You can't quantify, you can't pre you can you can't guess basically what's going to occur in that sense. So that that's that's been a pain, but that's racing, isn't it? That's all right. It's grass, yes. soil. Adjust as the day progresses, yeah. Jerry. That's what we like to say. <laughs> Same old uh, I'm sick of, I'm sick of <laughs> the adjustments, the uh, the mid card adjustments. But um, yeah. So, uh, but also, I think that we have had some some sort of November rain. Um, Cold November rain, <laughs> <laughs> just a bit uh, which sort of, and also a new track manager who's just sort of finding finding his feet in the role, learning about the track, what it can and can't do. So I think the track's only going to improve with with Brock's um, continued growth in the role. So yeah, um, and looking forward to to seeing how it plays for the for the rest of the month, and not not forgetting that we do have a four million dollar race coming up in april next year so um hopefully that the um yeah i think over over the ascot season as it progresses will will everyone will be getting a better handle on the best way to prepare the track um all right so let's get rolling eh? race one is the magic millions plate for the two-year-olds over the one thousand meters soaring solo and home james they lock horns again after uh Quinellering the uh, crystal slipper stakes over the 1100 meters two weeks ago we got a first starter from the simon a camp with troy turner on board very rare that you see a um simon a and troy turner team up a couple other first starters that uh make um that sort of have showed a little bit in trials in if i didn't have a dime and miss rock joy but really it looks like soaring solo and home james are the two that are gonna um have most people uh has most people support leading into the opener there on Northley Stakes Day. Laith, you don't mind your two-year-olds, mate. What have, what have you made of uh, of the Magic Means plate, the opener? Um, yeah, not too much interest, to be honest. I think, you, yeah, you're spot on. I think the two heading the market, probably the two ones to beat. But um, of the first starters, I thought the Susan Olive trained horse, mm. Miss Rockjoy, hit the line quite well. Is it really like? Because I agree, and I, I think that's one I'll probably get to a back. Well, how annoying is it when they put an apprentice on the car? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Seriously, with with the the jockeys that are available as well. Like, there's yeah, that really. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? They had Taj on in the in the. Um, that's what the I trial found as well. So I was hoping go Taj, to a senior Taj, and get a bit more Taj improvement. Ride fifty four and a half as well. So, pardon me. So very odd sort of um, yeah decision because that was an eye catching trial, wasn't it? Yeah, but the, the trial, like, how do you make? form of it like none mm. of them have raced so it's no, a bit yeah, of a guessing it's game going to be three back in the fence with brandon on now exactly well. so that's a yep. geez that's a very difficult spot to win for on on, on debut isn't it so yep. it's a fascinating weight swing between the two mm. favorites because it goes from the um crystal slipper the it's funny the weight swings obviously three kilos to home james so massively in home james's favor uh the barrier draws massively in soaring solo's favor um, and you'd think the drop back to a thousand with the way they race massively, in, oh, not massively, but somewhat in soaring solo's yeah. favour too. So, uh, but in saying that, if I, I think it comes down to if Home James gets the right back midfield, um, it can make use of the three kilo swing. It can probably win. Um, and if if not, soaring solo lands in the first um, in the first few. I think it'll be extremely hard to get past, even with those three kilos. So it's got a, it's got a very sharp turn of foot, soaring yeah. solo. Uh, we saw that in its. Yeah, uh, latest trial, and then Home James kind of put a neck on it on Soaring Solo and the Crystal Slipper, and then once it got balanced up and 
just sort of got the run probably told as well about yeah. being deep. So, yeah. Yeah. so I was keen on home James on, on that occasion, but I was impressed with soaring solos acceleration yeah. late. So um, I, I didn't mind. I, I know they've only been 400 meter trials, but I thought if I didn't have a dime, um, nice and sharp, Lulu Luciani, mm-hmm. Jason Whiting, uh, I think it can roll forward and, and run a race on debut. But yeah, it does look like the. Um, Home James soaring solo, soaring solo is probably going to get the the run from two. It has to be the one to beat. What what about market wise? Is there any juice there? Uh, well, yeah, I, I was pretty happy taking on all the debutants. Generosity looked okay in its little yeah. trial. I think the reason Paddy's not on, my my guess Wait, yeah, is yeah. um yeah, just save himself because yeah. he's obviously Wasting. was hard work yeah. to get to the fifty. So having a ride in race one, so he's, he's three rides. He's probably got two to get his eye, and then he's got Amelia's. Um, so I think that's a good plan from the camp. Yep. Um, yep. But it might go well. But I just I marked them sort of about three thirty each. I I rushed marked it. I think I should have soaring probably 20, 30, 40 cents shorter. To sure. be honest, yep. um, but yeah, I just think it comes down to luck in running between those two. At, so if you're getting three fifty and four twenty, like it's it's very boring. But I don't think it's the worst back and save in a in a in one way or another, whichever way you you sort of want to go. Because um, yeah, I'd be I'd be surprised if one of those two isn't winning. Yeah, I was. I, I literally marked them equal, but I, I made that slight adjustment as well. Map. Yeah, yeah. Map. But um, for me, I, I, hopefully, I'm hoping Home James gets a bit, little bit of a wobble. Uh, yeah, and same. Then that'll probably get me. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, race two is it's probably like sorry. It's, probably, it's, it's actually like now I think more about this race. Probably one of the races on the card. I actually feel really confident that one of those two will win it, and it's just not my style so much. Like bat saving three forty, backing four dollars, but it, it's probably a good little betting race in that sense. Like it's probably a good race. So well, hang on, this looks simplistic. Mm. If we're if we get beaten by a first starter that's show, going to show more in a race, and we've seen the trial, so be it. We'll cop it. But like you're talking Shell Bell's ten bucks. It looked a battler. So anyway. No, I think the more you look at this race, I think I think it's probably a better betting opportunity than we're probably. Um, and the the horses that are taking up percentage are um, dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, nah, not dog shit. But they're um, yeah, they haven't shown anywhere near as much as these two. They're, they're being they're being kept safe on just potential, yeah, as they have to as well. Exactly, exactly. Sugarwood, by the way, if you were backing Sugarwood, had blinkers on the trial dozen in the race, which is very interesting. Okay, um, geez, it's good to get a guide on those. Um, Three horse, three and four horse trials. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> wild. It's amazing how like, the one late spoke about that Sue Olive horse yeah. um, beating 20 over 400 metres comes out a week later and looks like a different horse over 1100. So it's just incredible yeah. racing. I think that's another think massive bunk, thing bunk for us to doing. start. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just trial. stood in the gate. Race yeah. experience is just everything and just the whole experience of getting out the gates as well, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Race two is the Furphy plate for the three year olds over 1000 metres. Only the eight runners, but. Um, interesting little race. This Street Parade, who was scratched um, in the uh, at the, st- well, I think got injured in the barriers. Actually, Street Parade prior to the Placid Art Stakes, oh, that's that yeah. hit its head on the on the barriers just before they were about to jump. So sensational late Jeez, scratching. That's how well I'm going. I forgot about it. <laughs> well, that <laughs> I was, was wondering why it was 35 days. Jesus Christ, Terry. Well, that was maybe Paris got scratched as well, and then Street Parade yep. got scratched. It was a wild old um, leading to the Placid Arc Stakes. But Aztec Ruler, very smart horse, missed the the Placid Arc, which was its target race, but it's it's back in action. Saloon Bar, well regarded from the Morton camp. It's it's resuming as well, and have a bit of time for Goddess of Giving from the Lulu Chiani camp. Again, teaming up with uh, his uh, old old partner there in Jason Whiting down the bottom, but um, only eight runners, but not a bad little lineup. Guru, 
Yeah, it's a cracking little race. Um, it's guesswork. It really is guesswork. Um, Street Parade, if it holds the front, I suspect very hard with James McDonald to, um, to, to get past. But I mean, how because it's 1,100 down to the 1,000, how much pressure do they apply with DTA and maybe the great Hoyer from the widest gate? Um, so that's that's going to be a fascinating watch on its own. Aztec ruler, um, you, I feel like you've got to take it on yeah. um, just at this point of its career, at this point of its campaign after the setbacks. Um, if Stefan's got it going 100%, it probably rains and probably wins on what we've seen thus far, but that's a lot of ifs in that. And, and, that, and it's still because Street Parade and Saloon Bar are pretty good horses, very, very good horses. So even if it's at its best, it's still, uh, you know, it's not a certainty. Um, then so I'm surprised. I thought Saloon Bar would just be favourite. Um, so I'm interested. I thought I was really defensive in marking at 360 and thinking, oh, I think it's good, but do I want to be on over 1,000? That mm-hmm. was my one thing with, with Saloon Bar. But, um, and then Hang Glider, the horse it beat at Mount, couldn't win at Mount Barker. Insane, I think the Mount Barker track was a bit sloppy. So. <laughs> um, did you watch like, Mount Barker, Lee? I did, yes. That was wild. Absolutely. That was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I was on my only had a big crack Bonamico, took the four or five bucks or whatever. It starts 220. He sits deep the trip. Just everything I type, every time I back whiting, I should never back Jason Whiting. He sits three deep the trip on him, and then he just, they, they loom like it's all over, and they just. <laughs> runs. Fuck, I'm sounding like a disgruntled no, right. Hang on, sounds hang all on. too familiar. Hang on. How did the, they the, get beaten? The, the interesting thing, the interesting thing is <laughs> that I reckon Terry might be backing a whiting runner in this race. <laughs> well, I'm not necessarily, but I really, I, I, there was an air of. Uh, authority, confidence. Do you watch his trials, the little look around, the little – I reckon it's come back. And the reason they rushed it into the size, I think they probably had a big opinion of it then. Yeah. My feel is it's going to be best over 1,400. Um, 1,000 might be too short. But if the pressure comes across – This is, uh, and DCA, this is great giving, by the way. Street Parade has a lot of weight to carry. And if, if from four, he can probably – he'll probably be near last, but he probably won't be far off him. Um, if you can tuck up, get the right run. I, yeah, I think each way. I, I was sort of six, seven dollars. Goddess of giving. I was three sixty saloon, but I was favourite street parade. But yeah, I, I'm surprised it's favourite. It's it's a fascinating race from a market point of view. I, yeah, maybe Goddess of giving each way, but I can also see why you back saloon bar at the current price. To be honest, life. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Um, Aztec rule, I just knew I wouldn't find off the, um, I think, the hoof abscess it had. It'll yeah. be this week's. If you do like Aztec rule, it'll be this week's Drifter. Well, better Merit Velvet Queen top story. Exactly. I, I don't think it'll have the success. So in saying that, I didn't think those two were going to have success either, in all fairness. But um, you'd 100% wait, wouldn't you, if you were yeah. like Aztec ruler? Yeah. Yeah. I'll wait, be waiting for sure anyway. I think I had Saloon, but yeah, I got Saloon Bar on top at 370. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, not too keen like the races yeah it's tricky like you say they're all coming from alternate form lines so a bit of guessing involved mm-hmm. so this this race is a, is a bit of a mini lead up to there's a west speed platinum race day in two weeks time and there's a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar three-year-old pat's got sass win that last year yes. with jade sitting three yeah. deep no cover the that's trip. that's the race yeah so so uh, a lot was of, a moral beating that day a lot of these horses will uh will push on to seduce that me seduce me yeah fuck me yeah. <laughs> and how does Key Trade? I know this is completely unrelated. Yeah. You, I declared Key Trade all over two starts ago. Gets the perfect run, falls into third, comes out last. That that sums up November. <laughs> <laughs> sums up November. You are kidding me. Because yeah. like, I've always said racing and when you're in good nick, you're timing shit so well. You're timing things. like oh, yeah, yeah. You're on it. Sometimes that's just luck. But you're timing when they're going to have that peak performance and when that's going to occur. And 
anyway, I feel like yeah. they're just they're just not coming out of the middle. Using an old gun and old, old gun and more. What's that <laughs> Using an old Slazenger VJ that hasn't been, <laughs> hasn't been knocked in. It's just like a toothpick. Those West Speed races give me the shits for that very reason. You yeah. find one, they don't win, and then they. Yeah. come out and win next up. It's like the old. Um, it's, it's like when when Halatorium's ready to win and then it just never yeah. gets out. <laughs> see, see when you just see when you started favourite. I think Pete tipped it late. He moves the Betfair market with his tips a bit late, and um, yeah, that was if we got out. That was Pike. Yeah. He said it was. It was all, it was over. all over. Yeah, it yeah. was red or over. So that's just that. Just that's another thing that sums up November. Fuck me, dead. It was a tough day, <laughs> wasn't it? Eliminate was a tough watch as well. Eliminate, yeah. And in all fairness, and I said this after the race, I said eliminate. Tash is a very good jockey, but Damien Oliver's a better jockey. And yeah. that's what it sort of came down to is we're backing a sit and sprinter with a, a reasonable hoop on it. Um, it's ve- a lot needs to go right. And I knew that, but I just thought I was fucking owed it. Were you, that stage okay. We went walking off Ascot last Saturday, Lath. Were you were you a little bit broken with the with what with the proceedings? Like it just feels like that was the uh, it was just such a yeah. such a tough, tough Def- day. Definitely defeated. That's for sure. I saw you after kissing all four cheeks. <laughs> understandably defeated as well. So, yeah. I actually had something on the last winner, which sort of saved yeah, me. I saw that. You, I, yeah. And I felt like I'd won anything. Like yeah. I'd felt like I'd, and I'd probably carry on more than I should have, but I just, I just think it was more relief of like, hang on, a horse can come first. <laughs> this is a possibility. And I'm like, and I think it's important we talk about when we're doing our ass. Like I think often people just want to tell you when they're winning and stuff. I think I carry on more when I'm doing my ass because it's it's important to know that you do do your ass, but that's all part of the game. Like if you didn't, then we'd yeah. – uh, It's hard. Yeah, that's it's, the thing. it's, it's hard. hard. You've got to get – like I reckon one of the biggest strengths in punning is getting good at losing. Hey? Yeah. It's like being yeah. good at losing and just going, all right, or realising when you're not seeing as well as you should be and – yeah, I don't know. Just just going with it. So, but fuck, I get pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> it was good to see. Uh, good to see. Uh, uh, sort of bounce off Ascot mm. after Dom to shoot one last Saturday. Oh bit dear, of, bit, of, bit of momentum. <laughs> no, Dom to shoot all up, all up Tunisia. Yeah, that was my problem. So. <laughs> uh, for me, in this this race. Um, I was interested that you you guys didn't think that Hang Glider would lead because if he doesn't lead, then that almost help saloon bar even more i think um yeah gets a bit of street parade comes across leads maybe um street parade's not don't one thing about it remember it's quick but it's not super super quick so if they're real intent like great hoya pinged it like winks if if james mcdonald goes into the with the mindset that oh if i get pressured i'll just sit yeah and then it changes the race and you're talking you've got crap out in front dta and the great hoya <coughs> out in front and you're going laying on that brings well, depends who gets the right run, I guess, yeah. into it. So, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I think this that wobble in the market for Saloon Bar, I've, I've marked him favourite, that 454, 40 type. Uh, I think that's, I, I tend to think he'll firm from there. Um, yeah. So, you remember how big a boot? I'm just so surprised. I th- as I said, it's it's funny when you mark one, like I marked, as I said, I'm three, so we're all about the same price. Mm. And I thought I was being really harsh on Saloon Bar. Mm. So, it's often quite a quite a push. So yeah, well, I mean, he he I feel like we're helping each other here to get to Saloon Bar. He <laughs> ran into a um, handy little horse by the name of Santorio last start, and um, probably should have got the race on protest hashtag Perth Stewards. But um, and then it was a lot. Oh, well, maybe he's, I don't know. The jury's sort of out. But um, anyway, he's been sort of freshened up. Handy trial behind an open class sort of sprinter in separate um, from two should get the right run and I think I think he's he's the horse to beat for one. Does Richie Bell own separate a share in? I'm not sure. Did you hear the race call? No, I always oh, watch I just, just, yeah the class to the four was separate. I reckon he's got a share in it. Hey? 
That's or he's tried to back it in the trial. <laughs> you always know which one Richard does on the race. Jesus nah, it doesn't look like he's in the ownership. Yeah, he's probably a silent owner. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee he's got a share. Uh, final word of this race? Uh, yes, uh, saloon bar for me. Terry? Yeah, well, the plan for me was probably goddess of giving each way. I don't know, looking at current prices, maybe back, back both, goddess and saloon. Cool. Yeah. All right, race three, interesting race, this one. It's the Crown Perth Handicap over 2,100 metres. Latham is the Perth Cup winner in this rating 66 plus, only a month out from the uh, the big historic Perth Cup. Could well be. Full mm. brothers are truly great, and he's, uh, he's in an upward trajectory at the moment, so... Yeah, he's, he's the one to beat, that's for sure. Um, $1.85 in tap touch at the moment. It's a bit skinny for me, but, um, yeah, he does look hard to beat. Truly inspired, of course, Terry. Yeah, it was a truly inspired drift last start, wasn't there? Um, yeah. I think we were on yeah. here and, like, as we said, we all, I think we all sort of tipped it, but it was 220 and we're going, well, that's not going to get me, bloody hell. And, yeah, we got – I think it hit 350 on the exchange late, um, which – which was obviously a backable price. I don't know if we'll see the same type of drift here, but it, it's interesting in a 100% market. They've got a, because there's some reasonable horses well outside the market. A Queen Aline is really progressive. She's seven yep. bucks. Coolth, I reckon, will improve second look I think, WA. Yeah. The, and I think the wider gate. Coolth is going to jump out of the ground on Saturday. Yeah, I think Coolth will I be like a massive improver. That's, yep. That's interesting. Uh, Mystery Island is always well backed. Acting God, I think, is a stayer. Um, it's just the barrier. Rock's Legacy is a really promising one. You got yep. Constant Dreaming is over twenty to one. It won a WA Oaks or no? It didn't win WA Oaks, did it? It won the Natasha. Won the Natasha and That's the right. Ascot Thousand Guineas, I think. Yeah, and you got. I mean, uh, even after that, like Chalk Slam set four deep. The True Plus starts twenty to one. So all I'm saying is this race has depth. Um, and it'd and, be interesting and, to see and numbers, does numbers as well. Yeah. So there's potential traffic issues for Trillion. There is. There's, there's no speed whatsoever in this. Um, I'll be having, on Betfair late, I'll be mm-hmm. having fucking the smallest bet in the world on our Norman because it's going to lead in control. And since it's gone to Chrissy Willis, it's led eight races, won four of them. Um, this is probably a stretch, and I'm forgiving it off nothing last start, but it'll, it will go around 200 to one. So I'll be having the smallest bet in the world, but I think I'm just going to play this race real simple, not have an early bet, and hope I see. $2.50 north for Truly Inspired because there are so many nice horses that there might be a little bit of money for. I think that's the way I'm going to go. I'm the same. Yeah, just the market will dictate what I do. Yeah. If it does start $1.80, then try and get it beaten. Yeah, and it's like you say, there's some really nice horses in this. Um, Queen Alina as well. I had a big query on how tractable it was, but then last start off the setback. That was Belmont just, though. I wonder if that is- Yeah, um, took the turn a little bit nicer, that's yeah, for sure. But followed, yeah, interesting. Because it usually drops a bit quite early, but yeah. it, it travelled into it quite nicely. That was so. a good win. Yeah, it was. It's a real yeah. good win. From the gate, it could be really important that Joey uses it a touch early mm-hmm. um, because there's not as much speed in this. Um, and it could be a huge advantage settling in like sort of fifth type thing. And it's- and as good as we know, truly inspired is Queenland is still pretty untapped. Yeah, that was interesting the other day with Quinalina settled closer. I think I was on Rare Encounter, the third horse, because I thought from Rare Encounter could have a map advantage. But Joey was um, actually who wrote it the other day, Chris Parnham wrote it the other day from two, and was actually able to set, settle her closer than what uh, anticipated. So from five. Might be might be an opportunity for Queen Elena to settle in front of Truly Inspired and sort of try and you know get rolling into the race and make mm. it, make it get past it. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a bet price for Truly Inspired, um, but if we do, I'm, I'm with you, Lath and Terry. That that will be the way to go. But I really want to be on Coolth. I think it's going to be the forgotten run. I think it's going to get out like Brad Parnham going on, Baron Vorster from the low draw, which just 
<clears throat> it was just didn't work for him the other day. Wrong part of the track as well. Wrong part of the track. Exactly. Also, he dropped two rating points, but I actually don't think the run was there was a it was a forgive run for mine. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. checkered passage. Yeah, as well. I think I think he's a horse who likes to get outside heels and roll into the race. So if maybe Brad gets moving in the race with a bit of bit of momentum, uh, especially if they go go slow, then I can see Coulth being the horse to with the class to to provide the upset for mine. So I'm uh, I'm I've got a strong leaning towards Coulth. Oh, I like that. Each way yeah. plays heavy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't mind that. Yeah, I, I thought I was. Yeah, I, I again, I marked Coulth about thirteen, fourteen dollars, like it is. But I sort of was hoping it was the one I found. Who knows? Maybe. If Truly Inspired does jump a dollar ninety-two dollars in a hundred percent market, it, it's going to have to go out to something close to the seventeen, eighteen dollars. It's just going to have to, like, unless Queen Atlanta gets out to fifteen dollars or something. So then you're back in. Yeah, I mean, well, Coulth was a five dollar fifty chance in a Balaclava, Balaclava Cup only two starts ago, and then was in a benchmark what eighty at Flemington on uh, I think that was Champions Day, and was beaten a length. I just feel like that. That first run in WA will come forward significantly. I like him being drawn that wide apart. Maybe it could be three wide cover rolling into it. One last thing, Terry, before we move on for this race. Constant Dreaming, when she hit form, her best form last prep as an autumn three-year-old, uh, was able to be ridden forward. Do you think Lucy will, will take this opportunity from two to go forward after getting caught in major traffic issues last start? Yeah, I think if they jump, I think they'll want to use the gate for sure. Yeah. Uh, far better horse with cover, but just behind sort of in fourth, fifth, sixth rather than in 15th. So, um, yeah, I, I would not talk anyone out of backing her. My, my concern with that is she's coming out of those that – w- that's very poor form references. Like, Phil's Danish has gone all right, but the rest of my fine romance and uh, oh, lots of battles, Miss America. It yeah. was a really – it's it's not hasn't produced a huge amount so um yeah jury's still out but i it's funny clint off lucy on i actually really like that mm-hmm. as well lucy on a stayer in that sense so um yeah it's this has got after the favor it's got great depth I heard, you, I heard you talking to gareth this morning about what to do from a perth cup futures point of view with mm-hmm. truly truly inspired um and it was interesting the what you said about either Bet now or um, never, never. Yeah, yeah. It's now or never. It's now or never. Um, yeah, obviously you've got Alaskan God. Pure devotion went poor enough the other day to not be too perturbed. There's not much else in the market. Nerf Bosk, I thought at fifteen dollars, if it continues, it's dropped the points to now get in on a Perth Cup near the minimum. Um, but obviously Alaskan God will be super popular. But yeah, I think if Truly Inspired comes out and wins as it perhaps might by a length or two, then it's going to be four dollars twenty yep. all in um, after the race, and the vortex, then, then you can cheer for, will be spent. and then you can cheer for Alaskan God later in the day to do a truly great and wait itself out of a Perth Cup. Mm. That was one of my greatest hard luck <laughs> guts in truly great for the Perth Cup. It was even money all in. I think I had high single figures, low double figures, and it comes out at thirty-five to one. Wins at Kingston, so it had to carry the sixty. And did they not? Yeah, they and it went and sat deep the trip deep and got rid of yeah. lip Nerf Bosk. <laughs> Fuck, that gets even worse when I think about it. And, now. I, and I don't think Nerf Bosk. Look at is- Bella. Bella can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on Nerf Bosk. Well, good on you, Bell. You're a hero. I don't think Nerf Bosk has a won, dog, a, won a race since. Nah, uh, he tried his best last weekend, but yeah, still couldn't did. do it. <laughs> certainly did. All right, so yeah, I, I'm thinking if there's going to be an upset. It'll be the uh, the visitor, Kulth, from the Tony and Calvin McAvoy yard. I like it. What's your roughy, Leith? Um, just hoping for a big dirty drift on Queen Elena. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yep. You might see it, right? Yep. Race four is the Amelia Park Ooh. Handicap over the 1,400 metres. This is a graduation one metro win. 
We just spoke in depth about the Cerise and White in race three in the form of truly inspired. The Cerise and White, Peter's Investments, colours will be worn by the favourite in this race as well. Number nine, category three, flashing late, just missed catching real danger. Um, when was that? That was three weeks ago, so 21 days between runs. Didn't mind the run, uh, the first up effort of not secret when resuming uh, two weeks ago. And then of course, uh, trade war. He just can't catch a break, can he, this fellow? But uh, ever consistent, tries hard, but just doesn't seem to be able to get over the line first. What do you make of this race, Lane? Yeah, quite like this one. Um, as Terry touched on, I think a couple of weeks ago with Castillo del Lago, um, horses like him in big screen, you really want to tag these type of horses because if you look at Castillo's last run, all the horses on its back pretty much ran in the money. Um, so I like last, not, six, last six starts, basically. Exactly, yeah. So that's how I looked at this race. And I think Not Secret from gate one can punch out, tag it, and from there I reckon can run a big race. It was held up last start. Um, once it got out, I thought it hit the line well enough. Very unlucky, like you said, with Trade War. So, yeah, Not Secret each way is probably my go. I think I got it 490. Jeez, I don't need to say anything that's basically, I reckon, word for word. What I was gonna say. I'm 480 and that was basically word for word, I reckon, what I was going to say. So I reckon if Category 3 is close enough, it'll probably close and, and probably get it. So it's a great each way bet or it's a back not secret. So I don't want to save it 240. If we're saving Category 3, three bucks and that's okay. But, yeah, the way Latham saw that race is basically how I see it. Yeah, the key for us with not secret is not letting balancey get in front of us yeah. and being yeah. through, through the fence. Exactly. Um, Sean has to be aware of the race and aware of Castillo de Lager's ability to take him into the straight. Um, the breeze will probably be something like Seminole Brave, who I think they'll be able to get out from and off and going. Um, and then not secret's just got to be tough and – Hope that category three um, just doesn't get the right because from where it's going to be yeah. running, it's going to need it's going to need a little bit of luck to win the race. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you. I think there's three winning chances, and one of them's trade war. And I look, I I, I hope it wins on its own for connections, but you're sort of happy to you can't really jump into trade war with a huge amount of confidence. So it's the other two, not secrets of value. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I must say Steve Wolf has always really had a strong view of not secret, but he's just taken taking a bit of time to grow into himself and to mature um, and to strengthen up. And that trial leading into his first up run was super. He ran, he was just very unlucky first up as you guys have touched on and from one, if Sean can bounce him and not get crossed, follow Castillo de Lago. I think this is his his race really. Um, category three is gonna have to get back and get over the top of him and not secrets, no slouch. So if he gets, sort of carted into the race and lets loose at the top of the straight, category three is going to have to run quite a good split to get over the top of him. So I think he's got to be in front for a long way and it's going to take a fair horse to get past him, I think. So. It's funny when you're having a – like a, a – I feel like one of my strengths in finding random winners, and this isn't a random winner, it's six, seven bucks, mm -hmm. um, is like mapping winners, right? And this is one of those. I feel like just recently every time I mapped one that I think makes sense that the map never eventuates that way or like <laughs> this will be the day Castillo del Lago has gone at the top of the straight and the yeah. moving lines are placed to be. But you can't think like that. You can't think, oh, I'm going to get – I'm going to – you definitely allow for yourself. I'm through the fence. I might be held up. I've got to allow for that in the price. But you can't just start thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not going to get the, the break here or things aren't going to go my way. So, yeah, yeah let's – this race will be run exactly as – Lathe just mapped that. <laughs> <laughs> Very yep. good. So I think we're all aligned here. We're not secret from one. 
Not secret from one. I'd, I'd love to see three dollars category three to save, which is very boring. But yep. um, what are we talking at the moment? Too short. Two forty. Yeah. Two forty. Okay. What price did you guys have? Category three. Uh, three. But I was three bucks, but I was willing to save on my price. I'm. I'm also marking lower percentage markets. So the fact that maybe I don't think I'm in the best form, which I've mentioned a thousand times, I'm also marking lower percentage markets. So to have a bet, it has to be more over the odds if that makes sense yeah exactly. but there's situations like that where i'm like okay if i get my price um when i've marked a low book um i'm happy to save you're not going to get like category three is not one like a mark one in the country three bucks it goes up 10. you know i'm not going to mark a pike and yeah Peter's one, three <laughs> bucks it goes up five fifty or six bucks so you've take what you can get yes okay all right well not secret from one and uh potential uh betfair drift there late hopefully fingers crossed category three for a saver um okay so this is the time where we usually take a break for the mundaring hotel wa racing mastermind however geordie turner our carryover champion he was a late out and uh we scrambled around but couldn't quite get a replacement to uh to um tackle Sam White for the Mundaring. So having a week off, Geordie Turner and Sam White will be back to lock horns on our Gold Rush episode next week. But um, if you do, with the with the warm weather and the um, the magnificent uh, summer that we've just moved into, if you get an opportunity, make sure that you drop in and see Ian Butchie O'Connor up there at the Mundaring, Heart of the Hills, since 1899. I know for a fact that uh, former masterminds and WA Racing media moguls, Brittany Taylor, Lockie Taylor, Michael Heaton, Scotty Embry, they are all marching up to the Mundaring today. So I'm um, going to let loose with some uh, with some vouchers up at the Mundaring. So they're going up to visit Butchie and get the red carpet treatment, especially after Alma Herman uh, made a back-to-back wins at Mount Barker. So it might be Butchie shout up there uh, at the Mundaring uh, after the great Almaha man won for a good bunch of lads there at Mount Barker last Friday. But yes, it is, um, it's definitely Mundaring hotel weather. So this weekend, if you get an opportunity, drop in, say good day. We're back with race five, the Tab Touch Be Better at Life handicap over 1,200 metres. This is a graduation. We've had a scratching here in number 11, Wuhan Warrior. So there is 12 runners. Boom horse, Carolee Rocks. Couldn't have been more impressive in its two victories to kick off its uh, campaign. But there is a little bit of depth in this race, and I'll be interested to hear from Lath and Terry as to whether they're going to try and uh, play around the short price fave. He'll be back from gate 10 and be running on. Terry, want to take the reins here? Uh, yeah, first of all, how was the money for Wuhan Warrior midweek last start? It was... Um that was wild. It was like three fifty into two thirty. I thought it was going to be three fifty out to ten bucks. Yeah, sickos! It was incredible. Down to the thousands. Yeah. Anyway, it's in the market every start. Too. Oh, I just yeah. I yeah. It's from the yeah, treasured man. star win back on it. Yeah, Maiden. on the wet track. Yeah, yeah <laughs> when it beat it by seven. Yeah, tell you what, it might be worth waiting and putting it away till the winter. I'd suggest, but um, yeah, fascinating race. I was uh, had a good little soup this morning because. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, a few of the agencies were up at about eight, nine dollars. Uh, real danger, and um, the way it works, I, I need to wait for all the agencies to get up to, to have a bet, basically. And um, and uh, then one of them went up five bucks, and everyone corrected to five dollars, basically. So I couldn't get on, which was flattening because I thought real danger at near ten bucks each so, way was. So can you just explain? that process to the listeners Terry? So oh because there's who, a couple so of, who was up who a was couple up of agencies yep. uh, a couple of different betting agencies were up but yep. none that the way i sort of 
the people I get on. So you, you were holding fire until everyone went up. Yeah, and sports hope- bet's the key one because when yep. sports bet go up, everyone, all the main big bookies follow. So sports bet went up five dollars yeah but everyone else was already up eight nine dollars and i was i just thought well sports just tend to be pretty close to them anyway and i thought well it goes up something near there i'll send the text and we'll be on your beauty but sports went up five bucks so the eight nine dollars quickly became five it's 460 now or something so pretty quickly which was very disappointing it was probably the one i was probably most excited to be on especially because i could back it each way being an on speed runner for the day um but yeah the 460 i mean i'm gonna have to hope for a wobble i'm not too perturbed about that price or having a bet even at that price, to be honest. But um, fascinating year, Laith. I'm interested in what your thoughts are. I thought Carolee, come back better. She's come back super. She looks like a really proper horse, but it's mm-hmm. a different story winning from last on a Belmont track, which was suiting sweepers or winning a class one at Ascot on a day again, which was suiting sweepers, to winning on a Saturday coming from near last in harder grades um, on a day where it might not be as easy to make ground. Like it's significantly more difficult. And she... Is the best horse here. I've got no doubt about that. But racing pattern just might mean it's it's really difficult to win. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know whether to mark a like odds on or three yeah. bucks. So I just went two fifty, kept her safe. Um, yeah. As you said, I think she's a proper horse. Mm. Just gonna have to be a good steer. But Geordie Turner, you can see he's riding with confidence on yeah. it. Like he knows she's pretty good. That's um, what happens when you win the Mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, my old favourite though, Noble Lawrence, he'll probably get me. No, I, I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering, I knew Latham came on just to get into one. It was Noble Lawrence. Change of trainer as well. It's gone to Jason Pateman. Yeah. So the thing about this horse, I just, I can't believe he's still racing in graduation 60 pluses. Like if you look back over his career, he's run second to Hot Zed. He ran second to Secret Plan when they cleared out that day. Beat Speedroom, start after that. Um, and then his fresh run earlier this year actually against this will test you and comes a time where he stood in the gates was just enormous so i think he's a proper horse he's now back with jason payton um if they can get him somewhere near right i think each way he'll run a huge race mm-hmm. probably too uh, i'm guessing he'll probably be easy in the market too yeah um like looking at the trainer uh, the fact that there has been a couple of campaigns that haven't gone to plan. I, I, I reckon you'll see. As well. I reckon you'll see a great little price for Nobel Lawrence if you get the right Nobel Lawrence. So don't know if I'll be following you in, but um, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't talk you out of it as well. Do you always give Miss Vasari any? Can I ask you that? <clears throat> she's she's yeah. flying, Miss Vasari. You got it nine or ten bucks. Yeah. She's going well. I think she's, she's coming well. out of better races than a few of these two. So yeah, if we get a nice fence, she can be three the fence and get the brakes. She can run a race, but at the end of the day, her name is Miss Vasari, which means she doesn't win. So yeah, um, yeah, that's a concern. But it's 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 a really it's a really nice race as well. Depending on the Queen's a three year old, it's all a rumor. The three year old's been dominating the older horses. Don't know if it's the right setup for either of those two though. Um, I think Colossal improves big time. I thought its last run was that was the horse mm, I was just about to mention. Looking for an good. easier race for Colossal. It's okay, going okay. well. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think they'll try and get closer to the speed as well. I don't think they'll be as defensive from seven. Um, well, well, the category three was the the real um, okay, sizzling so. uh, last two hundred in that last race, but Colossal's last two hundred wasn't very far behind category yeah. three speed wise. So he's building towards something. He just needs to catch catch a bit of a break in running, and I can mm-hmm. see Colossal giving this a shake. Um, what about Speedy Miss first? I was about to touch First that start on with Dion, go straight to the front. And I actually, actually back to the last start for that very reason. Did you think it was going to get that? Yeah. Genius. Crystal Dane set up. Yeah. That's exactly what I wrote down. It's crystal, yeah. crystal Dane take and, um, two. 
The run was not too bad. She sort of yep. had a mouth wide open for a lot of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you reckon they lead just, just try and do it again? Yeah. Well. Yep. Back to 12, 14 to 12 as well. Exactly. Yeah. Just let her run along and yep. she, she'll give some cheek, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. Did they, did they announce that? Or I suppose you don't have to with its first start. No. no. He, he might not have known. Just the way Dion trains him, they it's, must, because he's all just ping the lids. Yeah. Like he, the way he trains his horses, it might, they must just be conducive to being. Jets out of the barrier, you know what I mean? I was gonna say, how, she, how do they manage that? Has she ever that? led before? No, no. Surely not. I was looking back. She'd raced in the breeze once, but never led. Yeah. It's yeah. funny listening to the call. And living, up to her, living, living up to her yeah. name. Yeah. I'm like, she's a <laughs> seven-year-old mare. She's never <laughs> <laughs> dead. The Pierces couldn't get her to, to get out the gates and be tractable. So, yeah, she will. You just know, like, and I don't mind that late having something on at a big price. You just you just know for Dion, the way his, his team's going at the moment, you know, that she um, she's a massive chance. <laughs> like, she's just going to keep going. You fucking yeah. did. Like, it's yeah, that's yeah, it. If, it's massive the, if the rail's on. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. So, yeah, it's another, it's a, like, a lot of these Chris, races. Real, we're thinking real danger pushes forward again. Looks like yeah, that's, 100%. That's, that, that's its style now. Isn't yeah. It? I, I think let Speedy Miss go and just either breeze, yep. walk it. Um, if something's desperate to come across and then take a, take a sit. But um, no, I think it looks a, it's just racing really tough at the moment, real danger, really hard to get past. And the fact you're going to have real danger in the breeze or even leading if, if Speedy Miss doesn't, if it does revert to its old jumping ability. Um, yeah, it's just going to have to be a, a really good steer and a, a big run from from Carolee Rock, so I'm sure can win the race. It's mm. just that's the horse I'll take on at Ascot. Yeah, especially when you got Recharge, Sat and Black, the Republican. They're pretty slow. So. No, exactly right. You could get the wrong back there easily, couldn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What What's the tipping point for Carolee Rock's punt price for you, Terry? Oh, it's, I'll have to see Patton on the day first. Yeah, if, if they're not making yeah. any ground, then they're. Well, I've, I'm three dollars eighty, so I'm pretty defensive. Mm. I, I would have probably marked Real Danger favourite. I marked him equal favourites, knowing that it probably wasn't all that important. But I also, yeah, I also just thought I'd be at nine dollars each. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you got to pretend you never saw that price. Now, I guess. So, in saying that, I, I think the market, the current market, is fair on what we're seeing from Carolee Rocks. It's just, um, I just, you just, if you don't see they're not making any ground early doors straight away, you got to be like, well, geez, this is it's going to be awfully difficult. So these, they're the two, aren't they? It's real, it's Carolee Rocks. Last-ish, real danger, outside leader. If there's a third wheel for me, it's definitely going to be colossal, double figures. That's the I, way I'm going to go. I reckon so. there's more wheels as well. Like, I, I'm not discounting speed. You just keep going. I'm not discounting the best of Noble Lawrence. Um, the two three-year-olds, like, there's these races are difficult, but there is, there's good scope for varying opinions, I reckon. So, um, yeah, it's a shame this isn't a quaddy leg, so you could provide a bit of value. Okay. All right. Race six. Getting through this card, first leg of the quaddy. It is the Tour Edge Handicap, running 66 plus over the mile, the 1,600 metres. A lot of these horses uh, go around week in, week out in these type of races, so the form is well and truly established. I thought Zafira didn't have a lot of luck, though. Um, was unbeaten in its first prep for Simon A, but it was very... Uh, was a touch plane first up, was okay, but then I thought it had no luck at all second up. No luck at all for Groundbreaker either when uh, we threw a couple of the boys throughout on the 1-1 pod, uh, Groundbreaker last start. But um, it's a pretty wide open affair. Terry, map-wise, what do you think um, What do you think this race is going to shape up like? I think um, special view, does it, does it lead them up? 
Should do, I think so. But they've looked like they've been pretty happy not to lead um, since it's changed yards. But I think they will naturally just go forward and, and take advantage of what looks a soft map. It's actually going to ask Lathy. It's a really interesting one because I reckon from 11, you're a groundbreaker and 12, you've got Zafira. Yeah. Both horses have one leading or breezing. Mm. So say we get a day that is, it's not looking like massive off speed. Do one of those two or both of those two or do they pull the trigger or semi-pull the trigger? Do they come across looking for a spot? Do they just go groundbreaker camping the lids on its day and do they just say, right, let's go and take this on? Because that's that's when it's game on, I reckon, for a horse like groundbreaker. Yeah, absolutely. I had groundbreaker in the breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think if they go to the breeze, it's a huge chance. Um, and then Zafira, yeah, not too sure what to do with the Zafira at the moment. She was obviously very unlucky last mm-hmm. start. Um, the one that I think is probably going to go under the guard here and it's going to need a lot of luck is classic rogue i reckon it's absolutely flying i thought the trial was super held up the entire last start it would have to go back to last but if it can get the right tag into the race and they're making ground i'll have something on it it's a could, funny could one be any old in that sense because special views is going to be a likely leader and it's a, especially at ascot it's a stopper like yeah it's as well as it's going it, it is a bit of a it's just hasn't got an ascot record say zafira does look for a spot midfield chance it's posted deep no cover yeah that's when it turns into a race midfield cover uh or rearward with with a moving line so i'll have to classic rogue was luckless all last campaign wasn't it as well like it should have probably won another one or two in, yeah. in the city as well so um yeah hard to miss that first up run wasn't it yeah bolting and the trial before that was really good as well i thought yeah and in a race where not a lot of these horses like winning um maybe classic road could be a bit mad yeah don't mind that probably you'll see it's 27 where i'm looking here you'll see yeah say whatever you want late (laughs) is one of those horses who doesn't like winning crescent city yes (laughs) looks i think pikey got it wrong last start he should have gone and looked for a spot just off from where above the peg was i think you're not going to win races with crescent city snagging to last Good run though, but yeah, it still does, very does good that. Run, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The I thought special view was big through. I had no cover boxing on the other day, but you're right. I've noticed that they haven't been as keen to to lead. So another thing that I another option I was kind of looking at is whether Groundbreaker comes across crosses and then Zafira comes across and sort of sits Races. outside leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Zafira. It, I think tractability might be an issue with it as well. Some It looks like some days it doesn't get out the gates at all. And I don't think Carberry's going to want to cook a horse that's got a fair bit of potential working around him. So I think a lot of it will be how well it does get out the gates. While Groundbreaker, it might just be telling Steve, get forward, just get there, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. It's it's a really fascinating – it's a really hard race to bet in. Like I, I mark Zafira favourite, um, Crescent City second favourite, but – they're on their mark price-wise. Like, I'm, I'm not going to back try for us with The Apprentice going on. I'm not going to back Rejuva King from that gate as well as I think it's going. Um, I just think it's a lot harder from from nine. Holy Ghost, I don't think carries weight. Megazone yeah. can probably win again with the way the map's <laughs> looking, but I'm not I'm not going to be following up on Megazone. Special view slightly above my price, but it's a non-in. Yeah, the rest of them you struggle to have. Classic Oak is obviously huge. Groundbreaker's going to race forward, but um, it just looks like a race I'm going to lose in. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. ended up having something on Groundbreaker the other day and just got absolutely roadblocked. I think it was our Norman who yeah, got, who got Groundbreaker and Constant Dreaming in the same race. Yep. Yeah. And who did I Dutch Groundbreaker? Because <laughs> that's November. That's another, there's so many ways I can describe November to you. That's one of them. Yeah. So we did. I, I'm i going to follow up Groundbreaker at that, at yep. that price for mm-hmm. sure. I think just – the outside draw, just roll forward, Stevie, either lead, outside leader. I think it's ready ready to run a race. In a, in a funny race where 
nothing really jumps off the page. I think the best of Zafira is is quite exceptional. I think she had the Velvet Queens measure last prep, and we saw what she could do fresh last week. Um, Velvet Queen, and um, yeah, so I'm thinking groundbreaker at a price, but um, Zafira is the is the horse with the most winning chances in my market, most percentage winning chance in my market. So yep. yeah, that's where I'm going to go. Yeah, I don't mind that. Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 7 is the Jungle Dawn Classic, the second leg of the uh, traditional feature, Phillies and Mares series. It's a listed race. 1,400 metres, set weights in, and penalties. A bit of the quality from the Jungle Mist has sort of peeled off. Um, I was into, it? Up into the, into the 14, sort of no Amasenis census and no um, uh, Angelic Miss and a couple of others. So really the 10 horse, um, this 10 horse field is- Nine, a, isn't it? Nine. We're isn't not it? counting pennies, are we? <laughs> 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 Jokes, Brad, Jokes. This 10 horse field is, Probably not lacking the real top end talent that we often associate with these mares races, but um, Vane Tempest is flying, isn't she? And really looks like she gets a chance from the low draw up to the 1400. Cinnamon Queen's trial really well um, for uh, for Hayden Ballantyne. She resumed. How's that? Uh, she resumed from that trial as oh, well. Incredible. Yeah. The four horses were a bit of merit. Casino 17, it was stiff. Pikey, before he ran down, held and said he reckons he should have won the race. And Riverboat was super, I thought. Yeah, um, yeah, and exactly. he got off that trial. So, yeah, yeah, amazing trial reference. And Bernie survived from its previous trials, favourite later in the day. So, so the, the first two home, the Jungle Mist, Snipperucci and uh, Baby Paris, don't progress to the 14. So the first two horses home after those two was Express Time in third and Real Grace in fourth. And so they move into the into the 1400. So I don't know, it sort of really, really sets it up for a horse like Vane Tempest with a better draw um, to take advantage of that. Sentimental Queen resuming and and maybe a Real Grace, but I'm just a little bit of a 1400 bit of query with Real Grace. I'm not sure what you guys think. That's the key to this race, I think, is a 1400. Like That's yep. the most crucial aspect to this horse race is the 1400. And I'm, I'm with you with Real Grace. Race. Like I thought she was pretty good the other day. Um, would have loved her to run third, um, November, honestly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think she's a, a query. The only time she's been over the 1,400, in all fairness, she did have to breeze mm. and she ran third to two horses that were in form. Elsafina and Ginger Green it was, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, look, I, I top by market, I, I found it pretty simple to get Sentimental Queen, a slight favourite over Vane Tempest, but they're both well, well, both well, they're both over my, my market. So uh, I felt pretty good about this race, to be honest. It's one, one of the races on the day I felt um, I'm not going to allow for a bad inside pad. If, if you're allowed, if that happens, so be it. From barrier one and two, I'm probably in some stripe. I'm just going to hope for a nice fair deck. But um, I think Sentimental Queen is a uh, really good fresh horse too for Hayden. Her, her last two runs fresh have been super. And she was second to Billy and won a midweeker by three and a half before that. And Vane Tempest, the query was, uh, with her was always going to be her tractability. And it looks like um, Ike has uh, sorted that out. She's racing extremely tractably. And the second thing was the 1400. But her last three goes over 13, 1400 have been a 
1.4 lengths off Farn, uh, off Resort Man in a Farnley when she was deep the trip. Um, over 1,300 before that, she sat underneath horses with 60, got through and won well in a 66 plus. And mm. then prior to over 1,300, she got caught with deep with a ruler on board. He pushed forward to lead, got headed and kicked back again. So it's not too many issues for the 1,400 the way she's racing now. So just those two for me, real standout she pair. Just, she feels like she's a lot, yeah, a lot kinder early in the middle, which gives her a lot more fuel late. Yeah, exactly right. Launching, launching behind Hot Z two starts ago and then – Hit the line better than anything in the um, jungle miss. So, from I feel like this is just her race, main tempest. And a lot of time, sentimental yeah. queen fresh. Yes. That's yeah. my big. That's my big thing. So um, we haven't touched on the top weight, ginger flyer. First up, mm. incredible preparation last time in work. Um, what do we make of those two trials? She's run fifth or sixth behind flying missile, and I thought she might. Elevate into that second trial behind Kim and Tari, but there wasn't a lot, didn't look like there was no, a lot there late. Time scale shook her off, so mm. I was a bit concerned about that. Went back and watched the trials from last prep, and I was like, maybe she just doesn't trial well. But yes, last, yeah, they weren't great like either. A, no, they were super. Were they? Well, they were good, yeah. That's okay. the last prep she trialed around Fanta, um, who came out and won, and I and thought they, they, they were significantly they were, they were significantly better trials last ah, prep. Ah, yeah, that's right, so, yeah. yeah. So, they were significantly better trials last prep than this prep. So, I, I just thought, like, uh, look, sometimes a horse, we were talking about it, when your horse is in good form, you got, I reckon just race them and, and win your aces and blah, 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 and they did that with her. Um, whether she's in the same nick now, I don't, I don't think so off those two trials. So um, her best probably wins it, to be honest, but I don't think she's yeah, necessarily. That's, I went into the race thinking I would find her, but then after the trials mm -hmm. I thought, nah, I can't, yep. can't be having it. And it was easy to. She's well, well in the market, but I, I suppose that sort of reputation and what she's put together. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think I, she'll be a bit easy. I think the trials yeah. will, will deter people and um, – yeah, it's just hard to have the rest. Pat's got sass above my price. Yeah. Uh, 15, I'm $11, Pat. I think she'll get got. I think with Vane and Sentimental drawing one and two, they're right there. You know, they're right there, ready yeah. to go. It's going to be very hard for Pat's got sass to hold them out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Penny's a field swooping late. <laughs> Penny's a field from last. Bang. See you later. Brad Bet. Brad Bet. Cartwheels. Gets the, <laughs> the little fella out. And off he goes. He'll be, he'll be pretty excited. You'll see some Brad tears, I reckon. So. Could be a big day for Brad Bett. Uh, hopefully she flashes home, runs third, and gets him some- Black top. Some black top. Yep, yep. Brad Bett and my Uncle Pete in the ownership of Pennies of Field as well. So, um, so yeah, I think we're sort of, we're all around the same, playing around the same areas here with Vane Tempest and Sentimental uh, Queen first up in the Jungle Dawn Classic. So hopefully a couple of mares come, a couple of quality mares come out of, I don't know, where they would come through some of the open class races maybe to- fill up the star starstruck and the latrice the third and fourth legs of their series because years gone by like dance music yeah. drop out of a railway uh carly's karma was nommed and, and withdrawn she yeah. would have been the the, the equivalent so year, i take I it carly's going to the uh gold rush if she get i honestly don't know if she gets a start i don't know really if i don't i don't know if 95 she probably will but yeah. she's going to be like she'll be like 15 16 17 18. You reckon? I did, I did this a week or so ago, so it's probably – and I did have Pulele in there, which I now know has gone home. Yeah. Um, but it's a slightly deeper gold rush than you realise. Okay. All right. We'll have to have a look at that. So, um, Jungle Dawn, 
classic uh, their race seven on the program. So which way? Sorry, Lath, which way were you? Uh, exact same. Vain Tempest, Sentimental Queen had them cleared out in my market. Yeah. So Dutch save back one. Or what are we thinking? Um, yeah, I'm not too sure yet. Mm. Probably back in so oh, Dutch if it if the market permits. Yeah, just yeah, it's a bit boring. I'm but yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I was initially thinking I was going to back Sentimental Queen and save Vain. Now I'm. More thinking the other way, which means I should just Dutch them. Just get sort of $2.80 of money for one of those two to win. I've probably marked it two twenty for one of the two to win. So, you know, it's not exciting, but we're not fancy, but we're cheap. <laughs> 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 All right, race eight. Here we go. This is the big one. It's the group one. $1.5 million drum and golf northerly stakes um, for the – Wait for age over 1,800 metres. The first running of the Northerly Stakes previously known, well, has had a, a whole heap of different names this particular race, but for quite for quite a long time, I think it was 12 or 13 years, it was the Kingston Town Classic. But the, the race has been has been rebadged as the Northerly Stakes to honour the mighty fighting tiger, Northerly, and what a, um, what a champion he was for not only on the track but also for west australian racing in general you got to remember that i guess it, well in my lifetime anyway there was placid arc who went across to victoria and won group ones multiple group ones and was the best horse in the country um for two seasons i suppose in the in well, i suppose it was 86 87 88 around there but we didn't we haven't we didn't really have a horse that could go over to Melbourne and you know and be dominant at weight for age in the in the classic middle distance range and it, for Northerly to come across to, to to emerge from obscurity really I think he won a railway stakes at his fifth race start or something like that it was incredible um, to go over there and just be just this dominant Group One horse which is something we hadn't witnessed I suppose since Aquanita I think Aquanita was like early sixties. From a West Australian point of view, and I think the beauty of the Northerly story was that he was West Australian bred, West Australian owned, and that he he wore the West Australian colours as well, the Oakland Park uh, gold and black. And for him um, to be honoured um, with this Group One, and um, you know, for, and it's just incredible, and uh, it's tremendous for the uh, for the Fighting Tiger and for for West Australian racing that one of our Group Ones. Honors our best horse, I think, and he's a he's a Hall of Famer, and he deserves his position as our as our greatest export so far, the mighty Northerly. So, congratulations to Oakland Park and the Duncans and the Kersleys and everyone involved, and they've got a tremendous honor with the Northerly Stakes to be run this Saturday. So, getting into the form of the race, we've got any Northerlies in here? Oh, Cascadians, not right. <laughs> Yeah, Cascadian's a bloody good horse. Isn't I just want to apologise as well to someone. I um someone asked me a while ago, should I back it when they heard it was coming? And I, I just don't know the Eastern States form. So I said, oh, all I said is we got a couple of good three year olds that are going to head that way, and they tend to dominate the race. I don't think don't think they took the eleven bucks. Didn't listen to me, so just want to apologise to that person. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know the Eastern States form. And I saw it as well. It's one five point six million. I thought, fuck, I did, should know that horse. <laughs> like, did he? Did he ask you that during the month of November? He did. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. November, honestly. <laughs> what a month. <laughs> what a month. I usually love November as well. Cascadian, fuck, it's, fuck it's, it's great. The Godolphin support our Pinnacles Racing Carnival as much as they do and, and consistently have done. 
and a horse the caliber of Cascadian, 5.6 million, 10 wins, 43 starts, a just a rolled gold group one horse. Um, I just wish James Cummings would say more in his interview so we knew more about the horse. I wish he'd keep going. I love listening to James Cummings. It's, uh, I don't. You don't? No. Really? That's fluff, I reckon. Mate, you're a hard man to please. Very <laughs> yeah. hard man to please. I was talking last week. What, what we were discussing what, it last what do you want? He says a lot without saying anything, which is fine. I'm, I'm being harsh. This is something you should say in a private conversation on the podcast, I reckon. <laughs> that sounds like I'm actually being harsh. It's unnecessary. So hang on. You're, I was going you to like, try and get him on today. You don't well. like trainers saying little. You don't like them rolling out cliches, <laughs> and then you don't like them talking too much. So what do you? Like what, do you <laughs> well, well, like Mitch, what do you? Mitchy just tells you he just he just declares, or he, he just doesn't, or he just I don't know. Nah, it's, it's he's good. He's been he's been great for the carnival. I, I really um I love them coming over. So it's tremendous. I, I love him, I love them coming over. <laughs> <laughs> How is it though? We don't, we don't see many 117 riders. <laughs> Isn't Rare. that that's something, isn't it? Rare. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, 117. That's um, I think James Cummings is a tremendous ambassador for racing. No, no, he I, is, I know he's got. He I know he's got probably the best gig in racing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like that is a that is. But he oh. for him to be. Can we delete what I just said? I, yeah, I, 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 just, it's, I wasn't actually trying to poverty him. I just. No, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. Thank you, Lake. <laughs> I needed that. Yeah, yeah. but he's. He gets a microphone put in front of him. He's not Western Australian. He doesn't know anything about yeah. the – well, he, he, he shouldn't um, be in-depth with his understanding of the our feature race and all that, but he is. Like, he's well-versed. I was well impressed with that. He actually said, well, obviously, the 1,800-metre start the war. I was like, geez, that's impressive that you know that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you – because that's, yeah, little bits and pieces like that you wouldn't um, – you wouldn't expect him to just be able to roll off the tongue. But, and um, to be in charge of an operation that large mm. and with that scope and still be plugged in, uh, I'm really impressed by him actually. Mm. But um, but um, anyway, Cascadian, <laughs> tremendous horse. It's a, it's it's great that he's, that he's here. Wish that more horses of, of his calibre would come across and, and contest this race and hopefully that is something that we can build on in time to come. But as Terry mentioned, this has been historically just a race out of the box for our best three-year-olds. Their record is second to none. And we've got Amelia's Jewel, the Philly, the WA Guineas winner, 50 kgs, Paddy Carberry, and Bustler with Mr. Northerly himself, Stephen Parnham. He's won four of these. He's going for his fifth win in this particular race. Um, he's, and he's, I think, three of them were on three-year-olds as well. Uh, Stevie with, uh, what's he won on? Playing God, Ips, It's a Him, and KC. So... Bustler, they ran one-two in the Guineas. He tasted defeat for the first time by Emilia's Jewel. Um, when was that? Two weeks ago. He's on the 52 kg. So both Stevie Parnham and Paddy Carberry have uh, been wasting for weeks now to ride these particular horses. Then we've got the railway winner, Tricks of the Trade, who's going to have to do it tough from gate 16. The railway stakes equal second favourite, who popped a bit in that, it's, it's fair to say. Alaskan God, can he rebound? Um, who leads? Uh, should some of the, should Bad Wolf be in this race? <laughs> There's a lot of talking points. Um, Laith, you're our guest. You're here for a reason. <laughs> Break down the northerly stakes for us, mate. Yeah, it's a fascinating one. Obviously, there's no um, speed in the race. So I had Bad Wolf searching rocks going to the top. I'm um, not exactly sure who will lead out of those two. Then I had Steinem, Treasured Star, likely tagging. Um, and then after that, it's a bit of a mess. Dom to shoot probably kicks up. Amelia's Jewel, you would think, would want to sit quite handy. Uh, won't want to get too far back on the fence. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really fascinating speed map race. 
Um, from that point of view, I think Cascadians may be a little bit short at the moment. Just, just want to see how the track's playing. If, yep. if making ground's difficult in a slow tempo 1800 and just his dry track record as well, it's not amazing. I know he runs quite well still on dry, but he's definitely better suited with a bit of give. So, yeah, it's a really interesting one. I'm sort of with Terry with Amelia's Jewel. I, I don't think she's as good as what the boom suggests, but I've never said that. <laughs> <laughs> with with fifty kilos, she's going to be very hard to beat with the right run. I think. So are you? Are you? How are you measuring? So I don't think she's. Jewel. I don't think she's a hell of a lot better than our current three year olds. But the three year old crop is very good, so it's yeah. very hard to, um, yeah, to compare her to the older horses at the moment, but. You can't say that all the King's Men and St. Torio are much worse than her. Like, if you swap the runs, you could swap the results. So, yeah, I don't know. It's amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are we are we falling into the trap of measuring measuring her up against a horse like Arcadie Queen though, who was just a complete mm. people freak are doing show. that during the week. Yeah, they, they can't be doing that. I don't think. But um, not until she does it. She needs to come out and absolutely. She- Spanker field. You know what? This field has, say Cascadian does get too far back or some of the traveling horses don't run their best races when they're here or it doesn't handle the, the good track. Like the way this race is set up and you've got the three form lines, you've got over east um, and Steinem looks like its figures aren't competitive weight for age race, but not willing to ride it off on speed. Um, Cascadian, so you've got the two east. You've got the railway horses who we, we're saying that was a very low ratings railway. So maybe the railway at weight for age, is gonna, it's going to be difficult just on on the service for them to win. And then you've got the two three-year-olds. Um, so if she lands through the fence, gets off, and similar run to she got in the, um, what was the 1200 meter race? The first up in the Belgravia. Obviously, it's a different race completely, but a similar type peel off and go. With the 50, yeah, she's she's got the potential to win this by a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, she it's, could go like a rocket, yeah. Yep. It's, 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 a, it's a fascinating race. It's all about speed map. She's I've got her as a slight favourite. She's on top for me. Um, I, I'm not going to back <laughs> her. I, I'm not going to back her at that price. I'm not going to back Cascadia. If it's a massive off-pace, middle-of-the-deck day, then I might consider Cascadia. If the rail's playing super through the fence, then might consider something Amelia's jewel. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to find something like Steinem. I wanted to find something on speed that could nick mm. it, but its its figures were just – and I had to rely on its figures without having yep. Eastern State's knowledge. They just weren't that competitive. Um, Treasured Star, I think, runs a real big race. Alaskan God, I thought – was flat second up last campaign. It yes, won, it yeah. won, but it beat nothing. So maybe we say that was its flat run and then it came out third up. It beat nothing third up, but it was just the way it won that race was yeah, a, a So, um, yeah, so Alaskan God. They're, they're the three if you're looking for an each way play, maybe Steinem, Treasure Star or Alaskan God, but I, I do think one of the two favourites will win the race. And I'm, I genuinely think I'm not going to have a bet in a group one and I'm actually looking forward <laughs> to it. I just like want to watch a group one and just – Soak it in. Mm. Yeah, I'm the exact same. Futures bet on Alaskan God, but won't, won't be betting on the day. Yeah. Yeah. I got something on Snowdome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully he runs a good race. <laughs> if, yeah, if, you question for you, Jerry, if Tricks of the Trade drew six like it did in the railway, mm-hmm. would you factor him in as a winning chance? Is the gate just the complete right off here? Yeah. He's going to have yeah. to come from behind or he C- might be carting Cascadian into yeah. it, I guess. So, yeah. yeah. If Tricks of the Trade wins this from 6-day and then Cole and Troy, they the next time we see their names in the race book, it'll be Sir Colin Webster. <laughs> <and Sir laughs> Colin. They'll get Order of Australia medals. And yeah, it'll it'll jump. 
it should jump 35 to one here. That's not a knock on the horse. So I can't knock the horse. Well, they're going to be yeah. some big prizes, isn't there? Because the Cascadian and Amelia's are going to be <laughs> so short on Betfair. That's so. what I'm fascinated to see is because everyone wants to be on Cascadian, but everyone wants to be on Amelia's Jewel. Will, yeah. will one of them give? Will will there be a – and if like, Amelia's Jewel was absolutely walloped in the guineas, like if if we get the big Amelia's Jewel prunes, do people start considering the 420 Cascadian? Or if we get the Cascadian move into 260, do people start considering a 390 Amelia's Jewel as a bet? So uh, I, I don't, to be honest, I, then, just, I then, just don't know. Then, I don't have a strong then, opinion. And then where, does Bustler, yeah. where does yeah. Bustler end up? Like he hasn't I'm happy up. taking Bustler on, to be honest. Um, just the barrier, I, I think, is is pretty cruel. And listening to their plan, it sounds difficult to yeah, follow the back I, of the horse they I've, want. I've heard, that, I've heard that plan. I think their plan should be, Bounce. So do I. If you one, that one, cup, yeah. Get let, mm. let Sergio if, Rocks cross you. Yeah. Yeah. And just be there. Bang. If you end up breeze, no cover, yeah. no worries. You've got 52. Yeah. I just don't mind that so much. I, I, It's got good gate speed. I'd utilize it, try and get in a spot and then hope something comes around. And get, like well, exactly what you just said. Yeah. Exactly what you just said. Yeah. So. Especially with a lightweight. You're going to make advantage of that. Yeah. Well, exactly. it, yeah. I, I can't see how he's going to let down better than yep. Cascadian f- mm-hmm. from, from back there. What a pair in front of him. I even think with the softer tempo, not as high, potentially not as high pressure and from the better draw, I think that's going to suit Alaskan God. He can be called up uh, following maybe a treasured star who's, who's a horse we haven't spoken about yet. I thought her railway run was excellent. Probably the pick off. Yeah. Really, after um, the winner. So I think Alaskan building towards the 1800, not as searing. 1800 meter tempo, he can he can relax and get into a rhythm and have a heap of fuel left left late. And Danny, if Danny's got him right, I think you can see a top three finish from Alaskan God on Saturday. Yeah, correct. Um, but yeah, with the Bustler thing going back from from there, and I don't know if I don't know if that's the go. That's my gut feel. I think if if you posit- if you can be positive on him in a race where it does look like they're going to go helter skelter, maybe. And as I said, Search Rocks comes across, gives you a bit of cover. All of a sudden, you're one one. With no weight on your back, and then launch from there. That that would be the recipe for success for mine. The big advantage Bustler has is one of the better pre-planning tactical jockeys in the race as yep. well. Steve will have a sort of a plan with the map, and that's what Neville said earlier in the week. But Steve will sit down again, I'm sure, yeah. and I'd be surprised if he doesn't come up with that himself. So mm. just seeing Treasure Stars about 18s into 11s, so yep. I'm a little bit disappointed to be honest because that's the one I initially. I've got a, a basically a blanket rule: if Pikey goes up over your odds, you back him. Yeah, just take it. You don't worry about it each way, and that's what I probably should have done probably earlier in the week. And I wish I acted on that now but um yeah and Amelia's jewels actually out to 345 yeah bet fairs bet price 320 cascadian so it's 113 percent market so it's already we're actually where we don't get the benefit of having a liquid market on betfair mm. to discuss on the podcast but we we aren't far from it so you, you can probably say that's that's going to be something around your mark you're going to get near 20 dollars each way alaskan god if, mm. if that's the way you want to go so um if you're willing to bet outside the two favorites you're gonna you're gonna get your price all right all right, the first running of the northerly stakes. A, as I said in the lead up, we've got a roll gold East Coast Group One horse in Cascadian who's done it for the last, at the highest level for the last two seasons. We've got Boom Philly, Amelia's Jewel. We've got Bustler, runner up in the WA Guineas, but took all before him prior to that. The Railway Stakes winner, Tricks of the Trade. The Derby winner in Alaskan God, the WA Guineas, last year's WA Guineas winner in Treasured Star. There's there's some quality there that um, that that makes up this. 
Group one, Northerly Stakes, $1.5 million. So that is our preview done for that race. Moving on. Oh, actually, what time is it, Jerry? Uh, it's time for the Drummond. Did you watch the, them have a putt? Yes. Yeah, so trying to get it in? What? Scotty Emery <laughs> reckons he got one in off camera. Yeah. Always the way, isn't it? Holy yeah. <laughs> shit. Probably had 400 goes. Um, it is time. Who knocked it in? Donna. Maybe that, that'll be the Cornella, yeah. by the way. Um, yeah. That's what I was going to tip. I was going to tip the two that got it in. Donna and... Uh, 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 was it the Bad Wolf connection? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There so, you go. Yes. God has chosen Bad Wolf Quinella. Yeah. <laughs> that's, your, that's your go. Yeah, that would make, right. make, yeah. make up for November. That'll make up for many Novembers. <laughs> <laughs> they were the two that uh, they got the uh, got the hole in the uh, on the putt putt challenge yep. there at the barrier draw. Very but, impressive. Uh, very good. But you are right, BJ. It's time for the get out stakes. S T E A K S. Extremely popular. Get Out mm. Stakes is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest real t- retail butcher shop in Perth, located out at the Kenning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, champion bloke, he runs the show. Swing pass, say good day. Timmy and his team will give you a tremendous service, red carpet treatment out there at Market City Meats. So congratulations to episode 151 Get Out Stakes winner, Richard Styles, that is his third win. Richard, he did so, it in. Uh, what did he do it in? <laughs> <laughs> Good old Harry. Yeah, he did it in style. <laughs> did uh, Richard Dom to shoot uh, was our winner of the last of the Get Out Stakes last Saturday, and uh, Richard was nearest the pin there. So he's moving on up the leaderboard the get out stakes leaderboard actually asked let's him. promise that by 200 by episode 200 we'll have a leaderboard somewhere visual all right just off the top of your head who's is the goat still on top uh Short what about middle? um rod perry's he's got quite a few he's the name that comes to mind i mean he, was, yeah. he would have jagged four or five yeah uh, the guru benny armstrong as well so, yeah benny has been a while since uh, benny's David not, i don't think Snicko, Sean Nichols even enters anymore. We need to get on to the goat. I think, yeah, once you've hit a certain level of greatness, you just sort of, um, you just sort of give it up. You think, oh, let everyone else have a sort of, <laughs> Let everyone else have. I've already, yeah. I've had a fill up from, ever the, won, uh, from the bar. Never won. Still, won. still a maiden. Still, yeah. still a maiden. <laughs> You'll break it in style though when you do, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon this could be the one actually while you're on. I've had a couple of sick beats, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Like Cripper-style sick beats yeah. in the Get Out Stakes. Oh, um, now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, that's race nine at Ascot. Send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who wins the last and a decimal winning margin. We love two decimal places. They give you the best chance to win. And, Laith, we can't ever forget the Sam White rule, can we? We cannot. First in, best dressed. First in, best dressed. And, of course, we'll be catching up with the great Sam White next week when he takes on Geordie Turner when we return with our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Master One. Okay, race nine on Northerly Stakes Day is the $4 million Quokka Slot Race, April 15, 2023. Handicap over – it's a ratings 72 plus over the 1,200 metres. This isn't the Quokka, but it's a bit of an advertising opportunity for the Quokka Slot April 15. Uh, what do we make of this race here, guys? We've got a few first uppers. Uh, Cashaway was stiff. Gemma's last start. Gemma's son hasn't had a lot of luck recently. A couple of horses returning from a freshen up as well. Bit of speed engaged as well, so the map's going to be interesting. Terry, what, how, what, what, what are you thinking here? 
Uh, this is a bit like our uh, opponent at 3am on Sunday morning. It's a bit messy. <laughs> a bit Lionel. A bit Lionel, this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I, I struggle. I marked this race too. So when I mark my races, I usually mark them to about 98%, which gives me lots of betting opportunities. I mark this to about 78% or something wild because I was – Lacking a huge amount of confidence. I, I agree with you with Gemma's son, BJ. I think mm. it's um, been luckless. Keeps dropping points. Uh, Brandon going on isn't the end of the world. I don't mind Brandon on a horse. I think they that settles forward. I think they can be aggressive from the gate. Um, I'd love to not let Hibiscus Lady cross them. Who can be – she may end up leading, but she yeah. can also be a little bit sloppy at the gates in a day. She's a bit hit and miss in that sense. So, um I think Gemma's son represents some type of value. He just, do you know what I mean? Is he got another? Is there a win in him? I don't know. That's the thing. I think Flying Missile looked like she was going well last night. She laid in badly. I don't know what happened there, just for a stride or two. But she'll get better with trip. But you'd think fifty nine and a half is right on her sort of limit to win a race. Take a fair, take a fair effort, wouldn't it? Yeah, with that weight, exactly right. Mm. I don't like can't be done off seven days in a gut buster, but definitely not impossible. Um, Brad Price. Brad Price, yeah, 330. 330. Definitely 330, yeah, 330 in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> Ginger Green is racing well, but you'd think freshened up at the 1,200 and a 72-plus. Too good if, if Wolfie can do that. That's not for me. I'm not having time scale from the gate. Cashaway has to be a risk at 1,200 metres. Uh, Bernier's survive will be popular, but I'm not convinced yet. Coming from last in a 72-plus, it's a pretty big ask, you know, but in saying that. It's a weakish 72-plus. And then I think Weapons are run a, a really big race, but probably needs luck from three, the fence. So I've got no idea. I just said every horse, huh? Gemma's son. I like Gemma's son. Yeah. 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 I'm the exact same. Oh, oh here we go. I've managed to avoid the pain of Gemma's son pretty much. So yeah, I'm going to sign up for it. it. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. I'd love to see Joining the chorus. I'd love for him. Joining the chorus. I'd love for him to lead. I don't think he will, but um, last time it led, well, basically it led was when Targ was on early this prep and it pushed comes a time. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's the right sort of form reference. Horses simply do get down will, to a point where they drop enough points that they're in a mass. Now we're talking a 72 plus with 58. Will, yeah, will, unheard of. Will our man Tommy Johnston go again? He has to, doesn't he? But Gemma. Gemma. I think he does like him, so yeah. He's committed. Yeah. That's like surprising. That's surprising. Yeah, you gotta I'm too far committed now. It's too late. We just gotta keep on tonting. Yeah. Yeah, but to, to be honest, good luck uh, if you're having a quadrilla, you could uh, definitely go fairly uh fairly wide here. So um good finish, very competitive finish today. It's a good competitive day's racing, to be honest. Gemma's son just looks like the bet stands out as the Comfortably the best horse in the race. Yep. Finally draws a gate. Bit of bit of weight relief from Brandon going forward. He's he's he they want they've been wanting to go forward, but it just hasn't really worked out for them. So this is this How's is this, this is so an opportunity for Gemma. Talking weight relief. Gemma's son. What did I write down here? So Gemma's son from their last meeting and it finished alongside Flying Missile, who's close to favourite, second favourite. Gets, 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 gets six kilos mm -hmm. of flying missile. So there was zero point one lengths between them 12 months ago and Christy Bennett was on that day. So despite the claim, it still gets a six kilo swing um, and it gets three kilos on Can't Be Done, who is a really good form reference because what it did alongside Revit Up last week, um, it obviously gets the barrier swing and it's that deep when it was sort of a length off Can't Be Done. So it's over, on paper, it? it's over. <laughs> on paper, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I must admit I marked it favorite and I surprised myself. I didn't really, but I did that last time and got it horribly wrong. But it also sat deep the trip that day, so yeah. I don't know. Well, I feel, like, last, it's a, I feel last, like it's a losing bet, but it has to be the bet. Last five, it has to be last exactly. five gates, yeah. six, seven, nine, nine, eight, 
jumps from two down in grade. Tick, tick, tick. Making sense you to they're me. Already, they're already paying out. <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. Hello, December. <laughs> uh, <laughs> December's going to get off to an absolute flyer. Um, Jebba's son, yeah. United. Wins by three. Yeah, wins <laughs> by three. <laughs> Brandon Lee in the last light written matter the other week. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's all we want, 100%. That, yeah. 100%. Painless too, wasn't yeah. it? Um, all right. We finished the day on a high there. Jebba's son. Dang, yeah. Wind back the clock. Uh, D. Harrison, B. Louis um, gets, oh, a, gets, oh, <laughs> gets a bit of a guru strut up out uh, out of Ascot Racecourse on Saturday. You heading out there? I'll be having a weekend off, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a mate's, mate's, mate's birthday and I need it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, oh, I think, yeah, I probably will. This might be this might be my last hurrah at the carnival, I reckon. Oh. I, um, yeah, I've got plans for the gold rush. So I can't make it out of that one, but... Yeah, I'm more likely than unlikely, but uh, I've got carnival fatigue. I must admit, the pull of J-Mac is pretty tempting. But. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But uh, I think the, the fatigue also comes from being out till two in the morning watching the soccer last night. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Wait, wait, wait till you get a couple of uh, wins on the board early. Like you might, <laughs> might make the late charge out to Ascot. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. We'll be back with our, uh, our best, our maddies and our lays for Northern Stakes Day. Okay, listeners, we are back with our Betfair best betting propositions for Northerly Stakes Day. Let's finish with a bit of enthusiasm on uh, on the one one, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, our guest, Latham Anderson. What's your Betfair best? Uh, I'm going to leave Terry with gusto. Come on, for probably the best one. So I'm going to go with a bit of value. Noble Lawrence, a one by three each way bet, best bet of the day. Oh, that, that's great. That's great, Leith. That's what we needed. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. That's tremendous. Um, that was me. So I mean it. That's great. I love a good value. Bit of 20 to 1 too about it, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That awesome. Well, geez, when that wins for you, everything's forgiven, isn't it? Exactly. Happy days. Um, I could just get a Dutch, the two I said in the Jungle Dawn, Vain Tempest and Sentimental Queen. If we get near three bucks, the Dutch. I've marked the Dutch about two twenty, so it's not all that exciting, but it'll do me. Yeah. After I stopped pure devotion last week, I'll see if I can <laughs> stop two horses. <laughs> uh, race my bet fair best is comes up in race four. Not secret gets the map trailing uh, Castillo de Lago pinches a march on category three and holds on for Sean McGrady and Steve Wolf. Not secret. I hope you're right. Bet fair best uh, madness. Madness. Um, I am going to go insane. It's 50 to 1 currently. It'll jump 480 to 1, I reckon. I'm gonna, we'll Bad go, wolf. We'll have something on our Norman in the staying <laughs> race. Go to the front and uh, it'll be decent at the 900, I reckon, but we're going to be on regardless. <laughs> I'm going to feel like a winner <laughs> just for a short I, period of time. I feel like our Norman's the sort of horse you're going to back. I've had su- I've got every I, start this prep. I have had a great um, – I've got a yeah tremendous record with our Norman. I've been yeah. finding it, so I actually don't. Did think you find uh, the the three hundred one Chris Willis winner the other day? I went back afterwards. You always want to see like what's going no. on here. Did you see watch its trials? Are good, <laughs> they were, like not bad that, at all. And it's few runners that day were actually trialed quite well. Yeah, um, telling Gatter, I think. Yeah, 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 wasn't about yeah. actually. Yeah, but yeah, the, if you'd sat down and watched the trials, I reckon, and it's a pretty weak race. The favourite drew the widest. I reckon you probably would have marked it 20, 30, 40 to one. That's the thing. So, yeah. But how many horses are twenty? I marked twenty, thirty to one. The jumper hundreds. I have nothing on. So, anyway, I wonder if Richie Bell backed it. 
Yeah. <laughs> For the trials, yeah. three hundred to one. Never looked like losing in the run. <laughs> Declared it at the six hundred. Theory, <laughs> mate. Lath, what was your Maddie, mate? Uh, race six, classic rogue. Nice, nice. I'm gonna we'll double double mad here. The same race, groundbreaker for me. Some agencies are madness prices at the moment, twenty one plus. So groundbreaker, rolling forward, Stevie P, catch me if you can. Love to hear if they had a collect with that one because hopefully they knew it was going well. And um, you don't if yeah you don't let them go around it. Even if they're taking tote prices and you're 200 to one, like you don't let them go around that type of price. Eh? Yeah, it's going right. That's the dream, isn't it? I heard. Really the, I heard that this is this is a common story when a rough result um, is like I heard the farrier had a hundred each way on it <laughs> <laughs> from multiple sources. The the farrier of uh, what's it? Diorite what was his name? Defiant Diorite. Defiant, I don't know what Diorite, but Defiant Diorite. The the farrier. Congratulations, that hundred each way. They tell me that's the mail. Hot off the press. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is uh, all too much for me. Lay, um, lay of the day, uh, Latham's lay. Uh, not too keen. Maybe burn you to survive in the last. I got that under the odds, so yeah. lay that one. Fuck, this is the segment everyone wants their horse to be. Yes, yeah, the way this is going recently, like yeah. say my horse, say my horse. Uh, I'll go with Aztec Ruler. Keep it in the family. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm going to go Ginger Flyer first up um, mm -hmm. is my lay in the Jungle Dawn. So um, that's it for our Northerly Stakes Day preview. I'm going to be out there. Yeah. Terry's 50-50, Latham. I might be there. And I'd say I'm 75-25. Okay. Fuck, the maths were a bit slow there. <laughs> I really, really should have been quicker on that one. But it's uh, December, so it's yeah, yeah, beer. Yeah, up and about. Beer. Socceroos are through. Up and a bloody bout. Um, Bumbery at Northern soon. Um, oh, race one. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, Lath. No, no worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's been a, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. And um, yeah, no, we're uh, looking forward to a big December as, as a unit, as a unit, as a conglomerate. <laughs> That's um, it. Yeah, we're going to be defiant <laughs> and we're going to be diorites throughout, uh, <laughs> throughout this month. Uh, final word on the Socceroos Sunday morning. Any hope? Um, I tell you what, I reckon we are. Big Harry Suter, he's an oh. absolute brick wall, that bloke. We'll keep a clean sheet, nick a goal on the counter, 1-0 win. Oh, oh. I love that. I love that. Do you know what, what will happen before the end of this World Cup? Probably won't, but I hope it does. Him getting on the end of one in the box from, oh, a, uh, from one of our two corners we get for the game. Yep. Just land it on his scone and big suit. I'll put it in the top corner, I reckon. I can, put a hole in the net. can already see it. Yeah, bang. Yep. <laughs> I just want to say, like, last night the – how quick the ref was to whip, whip out that penalty spot mm. um, and then it got over overridden with the uh, offside. That had that had yeah. uh, 2006 Fabio, Australia Fabio versus- Fabio <laughs> It was very hot in the whistle that uh, he, That had very much of um, round of 16, yeah. 2006 vibes to it in Australia versus Italy. Yeah, it, it was did. Like, oh, no. I was waiting for that. <laughs> That sick beat again to uh, kick in. Yeah. So hopefully there's none of that for the soccer well, room this weekend. Actually, what time was that? It was late. It was like the yeah. 93rd minute. What time minute. did the game start? I'm not sure. 11 p.m. November 30th. Is that right? Yep. So it was actually in December. <laughs> oh, there you go. How's that though? Yeah. How's that? Mm. There you go. And the goal would have been in December as well, not November. Well. How is that? The wheel has How turned. Yeah. The wheel has turned already. <laughs> 
Theory, mate. No, I'm looking forward to it very much. So, uh, good luck to. Uh, who am I saying good luck to? Everyone. Yeah, good luck to everyone. December. Yeah, good luck to everyone. Um, good luck to the Godolphin team. Be good James for James. Good, good for the battlers. <laughs> Can't wait for James. Good for the battlers to sneak James's a group one over race. here. Yeah. And, um, but no, all seriousness, good luck to Simon Miller with uh, Amelia's jewel looking to snag his first group one. Um, fascinating, fascinating betting race. Oh, <laughs> well, she's. But it's funny. I say she's not like maybe my standards are wild because she's um, she's actually over my market for the first time ever. So wouldn't that be about a turn of face with me and Amelia just doing putting her on top? But um, yeah, looks a looks a good northerly and um, off to the gold rush next week. The final the, yes. day of a grueling pinnacle. Yeah, so. I'm going to be crawling over the line, I reckon, by that stage. So. That's it. We've still got two meetings to come. We might just end up. Well, well ahead, I reckon. Yeah, oh, there we ones. go. It's only taken us two hours. We've got some enthusiasm. <laughs> so, ah, thanks again, Leif, and um, until next week on the one one.